And we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, Savage. What's up? Hey, 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 hey. Um, hey, Savage Red. Um, what's going on? So how's everybody going? Or how's everybody doing? How was uh, everyone's weekend? Um, I guess what you've already exhausted of your weekend. Um, Savage, how about, yeah, how, how was your weekend? Uh, I don't have weekends. I just work. Okay. Okay. Well, mine was uh, pretty fun. <laughs> he said his um, was non-existent. Right. Okay. Well, hopefully it wasn't too strenuous. Oh, no, it's not too bad. Um, you said yours was good, uh, Danny? Yes, mine was pretty, pretty outstanding. I really can't be mad at all. So um, hopefully um, this will be good. And uh, yeah. Um, mine was pretty dope. I enjoyed my weekend. Um, I, I actually had plans and I, my, um, I did what I intended to do on Friday, uh, went out and got dinner and, um, you know, did some other things that I wanted to do. And then Saturday I ended up canceling my plans, but I still, um, enjoyed my Saturday nonetheless. So it was super enjoyable. And then today, I got up super early and I started organizing my kitchen because I bought all those like organization containers. And I'm so excited. Like that's how I know I'm old and washed up because <laughs> like things like that excite me being able to look in my cabinets and see everything organized. So I'm like in a good mood um, as a result of that. Outstanding. Um, well, uh, today we have Savage Red Recovery. Um, will you Give us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where you're from or, you know, what. Yeah, anything you, you want on. to highlight. If you do have a channel, if you have plans for a channel, just tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Uh, I do a channel. It's Savage Red Recovery. It's a, a RP. It's an RP channel. It's about mental improvement. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, I became red-pilled from... Uh, having kids. Okay. Hmm, interesting. Okay. 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 So you do have a channel. You guys definitely make sure to subscribe to his channel and I will um, drop your channel intermittently throughout the uh, discussion. And um, we're super thankful that you were gracious enough to permit us to, you know, dialogue with you on this topic. And I think that, you know, something um, that some good information is going to come out of this. Um, I do want to remind the chat to to be respectful of our guests. Um, he was nice enough to take time out of his schedule to um, chat with us and dialogue with us on this topic. So be respectful. You guys can, of course, as always, you're welcome to disagree with the comments, um, but we don't want you attacking him. You can attack the talking points and uh, provide whatever um, claim supports you have for your talking points, but um, let's refrain from attacking him. Um, so yeah, let's let's get off into it. Um, oh, okay, so I'm sorry. Before we do, I'm super excited because I already, um, you know, had a list of things that I wanted to talk about on this topic. But for yesterday, from 
from Friday to Saturday, there was a long running room on ask a white woman any question that you've ever wanted to ask on Clubhouse by one of um, my, my um, somebody that I'm cool with on Clubhouse. Um, he had this room and some very interesting dialogue came out of it. So I like was revamping my questions, but it was like, I tried to steer clear of the room and people kept pinging me in there. And when I went in, the dialogue and the conversation was just really interesting and really intriguing. So I'm excited to get off into this because I have some burning questions. Okay, okay. Well, I'll start us off. Um, so Savage, have you always dated interracially? Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. Um, have you ever dated um, within your own race? Of course. Of course okay. I have. Well, well, going back to the question on um, have you always dated um, interracially, um, what was it that like attracted you to a Black woman as it relates to, like, I guess your first time dating a Black woman? And um, I want to know if you approached her or if she approached you, just out of curiosity. Um, so where I'm from, it's really like if you come out to Ohio, Ohio is super mixed. So like it's not uncommon out here for there to be interracial dating. So like where I'm from, uh, I grew up in, I was born in uh, in Ravenna, but we lived in Wyndham. And Wyndham is like projects that are in the middle of the country. So it was, you had some Hispanics, you had some whites, you had some blacks. So it wasn't uncommon to date outside your race, especially when you were little kids. But uh, men just like variety. Like good looking is good looking. It doesn't matter what race mm -hmm. you are. Okay. I'll so, tell you on that. Thank you. Uh, that's true. <laughs> so you said it was a common thing. Okay. Was it a common thing for white men to date black women or for um what what was more common, I guess I should say, for black women to date white men or for white girls to date black men? It's pretty much 50-50. Like uh, where I went to high school at, a lot of the white girls were dating black guys, even though in like the high school I went to wasn't as mixed. There was only like three or four uh, blacks in the school, and uh, two of them were the principal's, the principal's kids. Um, a lot of the girls were going out to like uh, Ravenna and Akron and dating, dating black guys. So I'm trying to go it, get it, that black meat. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it, where I went to high school, so. There's Southeast High School, and it's considered to be Ravenna, but it's out in the country part, like out in the township. So it's a lot of farms and a pig, there's a pig farm. But when you go down the street into Ravenna, it's very mixed. So like a lot of the kids in Ravenna are black. So you have a lot of white folks and a lot of black folks together. So it, again, it's not, it's not uncommon. And a lot of the parties that you'd go to, obviously they're going to be in the city. So out here, it, it's not like people segregate when they, when it comes to like where they live, like they'll move to where their family is and their mm -hmm. family might live in a certain neighborhood. So they live in that neighborhood, but they still go to school 
with other races so they date out like it just it's it's really mixed like, so there's a lot of race mixing it's not uncommon to see that it's not uncommon in any, in any way okay uh thank you for kind of giving us a little bit of background and context to your answer definitely appreciate that um, I, I'm just going to get this one out of the way because uh, there is um, a point that's commonly made in this space as it relates to white men and them not being attracted to black black women. So in the discussion that I was engaging in on yesterday, there were, you know, white women on the stage, maybe about like anywhere, probably about 15 white women that were answering the questions. And then there were a ton of black women, but there were also black men and there were white men. And one of the white men um, said something to the effect of he um, did not typically go out of his way, he did not date black women and go out of his way to approach them because he personally didn't think that he would be their type. And when he did, he was well received and he, you know, he just didn't realize that black women would be attracted to him, you know, just a straight laced white guy, which I found to be interesting. But the men in this space tend to uh, assert that white men are not attracted to um, black women. And I want to know from your perspective, I'm assuming you have some white friends and of course you have some white family members. Um, I want to know what your perspective is on that. And you could be honest and forthright and, you know, whatever your response is, um, you know, we want to hear it because, you know, we want to have an honest conversation. So if you would give us your take on that um, notion. It, I think that just comes down to like where you're from, like the region that you're from, because out here, I've heard some some white guys say that they don't they don't really dig black chicks. I've also heard some white girls say they don't really date like don't really like black dudes. I've also seen black girls that say that they don't like white dudes, and I've seen black guys that say they don't like white girls. So it it really depends right. on. It, it depends on where like where you're from I think like in other parts of the country that might be not liking the other race might be more prevalent because there's not as much mixing but from where I'm from like that's really like it's it's not uncommon and like for example I, I just went over to my kid stays over on Kensman and in, in Cleveland which is a predominantly black black neighborhood and I stopped at the 116 uh family dollar and every time i go in there the black girls sit on me like there's some girls mm. that like you because you're white and then there's some girls that just don't ask with you because you're white yeah okay well let me piggyback on that really quick danny it's just a quick caveat to that question um from the conversations that you've had amongst you know your peers regarding like those that don't or are not interested in dating black women um do they pinpoint that it's as a result of their attitude and of them being overweight or like if you if they have told you like what the reasons are can you elaborate a little bit on what those are uh so again it depends so when i like when i was younger and i was in the streets a lot of the guys that i was around <clears throat> they dated the angry ratchet chicks white or black at that time as i got older and i was hanging out i was still in the streets but i was hanging out with guys that were going to college 
you had more you had more white dudes that were dating black girls that were educated and weren't ratchet. So it just again goes to the point where like what type of people that you're hanging out with. Now now that I'm older, I cannot stand an attitude. Like I can't stand it with white women or black women. Like Thank I absolutely you for being honest. Mm. How long have you been red pill? Uh about four years, five years. Okay. Um with Did you a being... black woman drive you red pill? Because you said after you had your kids. <laughs> I'm just curious. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't that like my my oldest child is mixed, but it's not it wasn't her specifically that drove me red pill. It was more of the court system. Got you. Got okay. you. That makes sense. Sorry, now Annie. are 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 all your children mixed? Uh no. So my son is mixed and my daughter, her mom is Eastern European. She's a half bohemian. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so did you ever receive any flack from your parents because you dated interracially? No. Okay. So was all of your family supportive? Like, did you, were, were there, because, you know, I know you said, like, in the um, town that you are, the state that you live in, there's a lot of race mixing. And I'm from the Midwest, so I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with Ohio. But, um, like, I, I know, like, probably for your generation, but I'm assuming a few generations back, that wasn't necessarily the case. So although you didn't get any flack from your parents, were there other members of your family that had an issue with it? So the only person that's uh, that was in my like immediate family that ever said anything about black folks was my dad, but he died in 2014, and I didn't live with my dad uh, from the time I was like 13. So he never really had the ability to say anything about who I was dating. But the weird thing is, like, my dad was born in '59, so my dad would say the N word, but his best friend was black, so. Wow. Like, I don't I don't know if it's the generations above them being being him being racist and like that that banter being taught down and then it was shit that you said. Like I don't I really don't know how to explain it because Yeah, because if you say the N-word, you're definitely racist. I can't see no two ways about it. Now, I do think that there are some people that are racist that are tolerant of some black people that may be close to them or or just tolerant of some certain black people. But that doesn't mean they don't have a negative view overall of black people. So that's interesting. I, I don't know how to explain it more than like, Whenever you watch like black YouTubers and they talk about like uh, they don't like the riffraff of the black community, they don't like uh, the the thugs. Like, like I I think that's like the only way that to somehow wrap my brain around it because like my my dad's best friend was black. He like my family are hillbillies, so like any one of your parents' friends were your family, like they always told told us to call like my uncle mickey uncle mickey like i like i don't know how to explain it like i don't i don't know if it was just that him being caught in between the generations of it not being acceptable and it becoming more acceptable like i i don't know but like mm -hmm. my grandparents are from west virginia and they're 70 
they're in their 70s, like 75 or 76, and never have never said anything about it. Like, race really isn't like I hear more about like my son's race or my race from my son's mom's side. Like, my family, we don't talk about it. Like, it doesn't get brought up. It doesn't like there's never a reason, ever a reason to discuss it. So, how do they usually talk about it with you? My family or her side? Her side. Well, her side, like, uh, so, like, when my son was born, he had jaundice, and he's mixed, so he was he was really light. So, when he came out and had jaundice, he was yellow. So, his name is Liam, so his aunt would call him Lemon. So, she uh-huh. always called him Lemon because of his color. And then, uh, like, they make comments about how he's light. Like how he he be acting light, or that's his white that's his white daddy in him, or like when I uh, met her. Oh, so I, the black your your his black family makes these types of comments. Correct. Oh, and then, okay. Like when I met uh when I met his her parents, her family they called me MGK and they then they called me Donald Trump because <laughs> Donald Trump was running what? for president when when we when she got pregnant and we were dating so like most of the time i don't hear anything about race unless i'm dealing with her side of the family like they tell me i'm white or like my son is four and he's dancing and he's off rhythm so like his his fa- her family will be like oh yeah he's off rhythm because of your side uh mm, okay like so my side of the family is just like hey are you bringing liam he'll probably like to go to the park Hey, we got a new sandbox. Like, there's never a reason for them to bring up like him being mixed. Like, we just don't. So, does his fam? I mean, just uh, out of curiosity, the people in your son's family who make these type of derogatory comments are they primarily black women or the black men and the black women? Just um, just for my edification, it's mainly women. Mm, okay, wow. I thought so. I thought so. I could tell by the comments that you were um, that they were probably from coming from black yeah, women. Yeah, it's mainly women. Now, don't get me wrong. There was a time when my son was walking, like he was, him and his mom were walking to the store, and there was like some thirteen-year-old, like some te- young teenage boys that said, "Oh, he lights skin. He's gonna get all the girls." Like there are some, like some dudes that say stuff about him being light skinned but not necessarily a derogatory way. But like when it comes to people mentioning him being mixed, it's never it's never white folks. Like I've never been yeah. in a, a predominantly white neighborhood and been in the store with my son and someone stopped me and said, Hey, is that your son? Or whose baby is that? Like I've never been questioned. Not once in life. But when my son's mom is with him in the store, women come up to him all the time or up to her all the time and ask her, Is that your kid? Uh are you babysitting? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm, okay. Um, I- Concrete, she ended up back on mute. Sorry. <laughs> My apologies. Um, I have another question for you. Um, I want to know, because I know you said that you have dated women within your race as well as Black women. So I want to know um, what 
are the primary differences because we, you know, mm-hmm. to me, and it's evident that white women have their BS just like black women do because they're women. Most of the men that are MGTOW, like all women, no matter what, what, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. But I wanted to know from you, um, what are the primary differences like between from, you know, dating a black woman and, you know, a, a white woman or a, a woman of a different race? Okay, so the only differences between dating black women and white women is that uh, black women can make comments about my race. That's it. Like, when it comes to being angry or talking back or being independent or any of the negative traits that you hear in the red pill community, it goes across both. Like, it goes across both. And then when it so comes... So white women's are the same? Yeah, like... Like most most women that you come across nowadays, like like I'm 32, so like mm-hmm. by the women that I'm around, the women that are in my in my age range that I'm have kids, so they have that same independent mindset. Because I have two kids, so like I'm in a bracket where I'm dating women that have kids because I have kids. So oh. they have that same independent mind that mindset. They still have the I don't need a man idea. Like feminism is just as prevalent in the white community as it is in the Absolutely. black community. But the only difference of the only difference is is that you don't really see that you don't really see that out in the open when it comes to white women. Like there's not a whole lot of white women in the media that have that strong independent lifestyle unless they're proclaimed feminists that are getting media attention. So <laughs> Okay. When you say that it's pretty much the same, but you really don't see it um, exemplified in white women as you see it exemplified in black women. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Like name how, how many white female rappers do you, you hear about? How many female white female? I can only can probably think about a think of like is like one. And, a few bootleg ones, but not. not, not yeah. And it was serious. Right. Mariah Lynn and Bad Baby. (laughs) I don't know any white female rappers. Right. Bad Baby would probably be the only one. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. And then, you know, uh, the music is very feminist, too, in ideology. Like, when you really listen to it, like, and I was thinking about this the other day. Like, you'll never hear nobody rapping about, yeah, I just made my husband dinner, bitch. You know, yeah. like you never, you would never hear it. I, I don't think that's interesting. Um, I that think that's by design, about. though, because um, the uh, record labels are owned and run by white media. So I think it's by design that we don't hear that, even if there are, because, you know, just being completely honest, there are white women who emulate what is deemed as black culture or who do the ratchetry and you know try their hand at rapping and stuff i I honestly think that um certain things are promoted intentionally um but i do think that was a great point that you highlighted um savage well well, you also have to understand that a lot of the feminine like feminism is just it's just communism that's all it is it's just communism under a different name and you have to realize that, like, look how many white rap, like, look how many white rappers come out, and how good they have to be to be able to get traction. So, you're gonna have far less white female rappers because, let's be honest, most female rappers are not as good as a majority of the men. 
So you're going to already have a lesser number of female rappers of that. Then you add a black medium with a white female. It's going to be, it's going to be hard. Like look at a bad baby. She came out and it was because of who she knew that she got into, into the music industry, but then she faded out and is on OnlyFans now. Like a lot of it comes down to who, you know, and who's going to promote you and who thinks they can make money off you. It's, it's not so much white media because a lot of the people that are putting these artists on are like black entertainers, like Rick Ross, T.I., like T.I. put uh, Izzy on. Like you have black people that are putting out these artists, but you have to realize that you can't put out an artist that isn't going to make money. So how many, how many of you would go and watch a white female rapper that's rapping like Little Kim? Nah, I wouldn't go watch a white female rapper, period. But um, definitely not. Yeah, but uh, you know what? And people started to name off artists that I didn't even think about. And it was like Iggy Azalea, mm-hmm. um, Mariah Lynn. Um, I, yeah, I said Mariah Kesha. Lynn. Who yeah. Oh, uh, Kesha? Never even, I've Kesha? never heard of Mariah Lynn. And look yeah, what, she's, she's like a love of hip-hop. Love hip-hop. Yeah. <laughs> Bootleg artists. Look at, but look at Iggy. How often, how often did they berate her for trying to steal black culture? Yeah, uh, she definitely was doing some uh, cultural appropriation. So, I, I mean, I understand it. But I think that even if there were white rappers, if she was like white rapping about like white culture, or if there was a white woman that was a rock star and she was singing about such derogatory things, I don't think that they i don't think that they would have the platform to you know to do that i don't think they would be elevated in a way in which you know black artists who um engage in like all of the derogatory um content are are elevated um and and that's no you know it, it you and if there weren't black artists willing to say and do some of the things that they do then you know it wouldn't be happening so the onus is on black people but um i don't know that um they would pr- promote a, a white woman who was doing and saying those things in the same way i got two questions first mm-hmm. question how did Eminem, how did Eminem get popping? Because he rapped about killing his mom and killing his wife, and cutting people with chainsaws. How did he get put up? I think, I think that he's an exception. Like, yeah, there are exceptions, but the exceptions don't make the rule. So, yeah, I, you, you know, it could happen that you see a person doing that over a what raps came out in the late seventies. You know, over yeah, a forty-five year period. I think he became famous because he did have some flow to him and he's marketable. Um, and how did he get if his you, chance? well, you never know how a person got there. You talking chance. about through Dr. Dre? Right. Do- like Dr. Dre. If Dr. Dre had not put his name and put his, his weight behind him, he would have never gotten into the industry because there were other record labels that were telling Dre not to sign him. So, yeah, again. but you got to look at it like this. If you add um, a white person into into the middle of black culture and what's predominantly br- black culture, um, then it's going it's going to have some type of impact. And then if you have a right person behind yeah, it, it's an anomaly. Right. Right. I'm it's not- like the light skinned girl being down south. She gets a lot of play because there's not right. a, light, a lot of light skinned girls or 
Um, I'm not disagreeing, but it goes back to my point of why there isn't so many white female rappers that are doing that because look how good Eminem had to be to be able to get in. Like you have um, to be, you have to be super good to get through. I would say that Eminem is cool. Is he a part of your top five list of rappers? I don't really listen to rap like that, so I don't have like a list of top five. But yeah. Eminem is one of the best rappers. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know, but um, <laughs> I don't know about that. But I do know that Eminem has been touted as one of the best rappers. I think to see a white boy to be able to rap on par with some of the greats and or um, his name being mentioned even in the same sentence as some of the greats, um, it, it it goes to his it it says a lot about his abilities and his talents. Um, so, um, yeah, I think though, like, to be completely honest, you know, we're talking about like good and great rappers. Like there are great rappers that rap battle in, in, in New York that we will never hear about. There are great rappers who, you know, can't get signed if their life depends on it. And they're, you know, they would, um, they would plow over Eminem and some of his lyrics. So um, it's, you know, it's, it's a tough industry to break into for anyone, to be honest. But I understand the point that you're making. Uh, I just think that, I, you know, I come from a different perspective as it relates to um, why we don't see more white rappers um, spreading all kind of the derogatory neg- negativity, um, you know, in, in, the, in the public eye. So, um but I do get the point that you're making. My second question, what is white culture? It depends. Well, if we talk about white American culture, when I say white culture, Irish, you have Irish. And so Irish um, are known for drinking beer and they wear green St. Patrick's day and they have red hair and that's a part of their culture. If you have Italians, when I say white culture, if you if I if I answer that question as it relates to white Americans and I say and you ask me the question as to what is white culture, I'm going to say whatever they stole from black people and co-opted. So, I mean, Ooh. yeah, that's that's like white culture is pop culture, which is the center of white culture is what's been co-opted and culturally appropriated from black people for the most part. So that is the basis of what white American culture is in my eyes. What do you think white so, culture is? Saturday? So then what is so then what is black culture then? Because if white culture is just shit's on from black culture, then what's black culture? So black American culture, black Americans, we, although we are a minority, we're extremely influential and we created an entire, we've created so many genres of music that shape today's music, like totally, completely uh, from country to rock and roll, to blues, to hip hop, like, you know, and we're, that's just the music alone. Uh, our, 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 artistry expands well beyond that but we've shaped white american culture um and you know as well as created a culture of our own as a um underserved class so pretty much black culture is everything and white culture is everything taken from black people 
No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's everything taken from Black culture, but the basis, the primary things that people think about when they think about white culture was co-opted from Black culture. Okay, so what is your I'm definition? Asking, wait a minute. What's your definition of uh, white culture? No, the reason that I'm asking it is because you said that you're not going to list. You're not going to hear a, a female white artist rap about white culture. So if you're going to like, if you're going to make that statement, I need a definition of what white culture is. Well, well, if you I said, talk though, about, but I, if, I didn't say that. I said, I, I said that you they wouldn't you wouldn't hear a female white artist talk about derogatory and negative things be elevated on such a platform and you know for the world to see. That's what I said. Not not them rapping about quote unquote white culture. I didn't say that. That. That was well, sad. certain aspects, certain aspects of oh, then maybe, uh, what Danny, would, did you say it? Because I didn't say that. Well, certain aspects, I don't think that they would rap about. Um, they're not going to rap about slavery. Um, they're not going to rap about white white supremacy. They won't rap about the KKK. Um, they won't rap about uh, feminism. Uh, well, maybe feminism because it's popular and it's a thing. But I, I don't think that they would rap about. Um, a lot of things. What about you? Uh, I don't know why why they'd be rapping about the KKK or slavery. I mean, but. because black people tend to rap about um, things that yeah, they've our experiences. I mean, we've even rapped about like the Black Panthers and black power and right. empowerment amongst ourselves. So yeah, I, I can see why she brought that up. Hmm. Let me um, read the super chat. Shout out to Sean. He says, Ohio is looked at as a microcosm of America, which explains its importance in presidential elections. What this guy is saying about race makes sense. Thank you so oh, much, I Sean. I think everything he said makes sense. Um, I follow, you know, his line of thinking. It's not hard to, but um, I agree. Thank you, Sean for the super chat. Y'all know that thing is on and it's working. So, you know, y'all can certainly uh, feel free to donate to the channel. We would most certainly appreciate it. Uh, but we do have some additional questions. This is an interesting conversation. We kind of got off into uh, a little tangent when we're talking about rap and, you know, uh, uh, white rap artists versus black rap artists and yada, 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 which um, is a, a good way to kind of examine some of the differences that we see in mainstream society and cultural differences. So um, that's fine. You know, we segued into that, but I definitely have more questions. And Danny, I'm sure you do too. I am just going to ask one quickly. Um, I want to know, this is an interesting one. Savage Red Recovery, do you think that Black women are fetishized by white men for their sex? Because I have had conversation, well, first off, um, that is a common notion in this space too, that white men don't want to date and mate with black women, but they will have sex with them who wouldn't, yada, yada, yada. So I just want to know from your perspective, and even if you don't personally fetishize um, black women for their sex, do you think that there is some level of fetishization and that there are some men who that their only attraction is sexual and it's because they're fetishizing um, the bodies of black women, just out of curiosity? Um, I think... Uh... I think fetishization is just one of those isms that's some, is mostly bullshit. Why do you say that? Okay, so if I want to have sex with a white woman, 
am I having sex with her because she's a woman and I want to have sex with her, or is it because she's white? Well, like every man wants to have sex with women. Like that is like the purpose of men talking to you, holding the door for you, do interacting yeah. with you in any way. So how is it just yeah. because they're white does it become a a fetish? I, I think the difference is I, I thank you for that because I, I do think that yeah we we have to differentiate. Men want to have sex with women absolutely, but my question is basically are they only objectifying women for the purpose of their sexual desires of them and want nothing more. So I think that's the difference. Yes, men want to have sex with women. But if I only want, if I think that, you know, you having a big butt is like, you know, my dream because I watch big butt gang banging videos all night. And, you know, only thing that I would want you for is to kind of you know, get my rocks off or engage in whatever fantasy that I have about women with big butts, that is fetishization. So there's a difference between just being attracted to, and yes, wanting to sleep with women, but if this can go no, no further and it's just, you know, a, a um, fantasy that I've had for years and I just want to be able to, you know, blow my load off in you because you got a big butt, then th- that's a bit different. So I think that, but, uh, but I do think you made a great point. We do need to distinguish because men typically want to have sex with women that's a natural thing so there's two types of men there's men that like tits and there's men that like asses so (laughs) again simplifying it no but men are that simple like by you injecting race into the situation you're injecting race see when i said go ahead a fetish Mm -hmm. a fetish would be if a white guy was into master slave kinks then you could say that's a fetish but to go but that's not the only way that a sexual desire for a group can be a fetish if it is literally just strictly sexual because i've heard about uh you know how black women get down in the bedroom and all of the nasty kinky things they do and i have a desire um that you know is it's just strictly tied to objectifying this person sexually. And the same thing could go for, you know, um, the same thing could go for white men. There could be black women who are like, I want to engage in sex with a white man because I heard he, you know, eats vagina like no other. And I have been longing to have an experience and it's, but, but it would only be sexual. I only see them as an object for eating my vagina. Like the same thing could happen in reverse. It does not strictly have to go to one of those, um, one of those um, old, not old school, but one of those like slave, um, master slave relationship, dynamic, sexual, um, uh, I guess, uh, role playing. It doesn't have to. But that by definition is a fetish for one. For two, when it comes down, like, if you want to talk about the swirling community, yes, that would be a fetish. But the normal interactions, the normal interactions between races with men and women is based off of lust and sex. It's not a fetish. Men want variety by nature. So, like, no, I don't think that, I don't think that there's this big fetish movement in general. I don't. Um, I don't think that there, I not, yeah, and I was not asserting that there's a big drive on it, but I think that some of the people in this space tend to think that that is the only, 
um, kind of desire that a white man has for a black woman as if it's related to sex. Um, yes, I do agree that there are some fetishizations that go on in the swirling community, but I think they can be applied on the other side. I think that I've seen black men fetishize, uh, not only black men, black women too, fetishize mixed children because they feel like just this um, excessive compulsion to have a mixed child because you, you know, want that, um, you know, uh, pretty curly hair and whatever kind of features that, you know, Europe mixed, African mixed with European features that you think are beautiful in a child. So um, it can go beyond sex. But I think that my question was just as it relates to um, the sexual desires uh, that, you know, white men have for black women. But thank you for um, answering the question because you did, even though you disagree or not, even though you gave me pushback on using the word uh, fetishize, you did um, answer my question. So thank you for that. Well, um, Bruce I, Leroy. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the reason I pushed back on that was because I was watching this other YouTuber, all right? Mm -hmm. And she was black and she was dating a white dude, all right? And she made a comment about how she, her her white boyfriend wanted to have sex all the time. And she said, no, we can't do that because of historical, uh, historical uh, pretenses. And she felt she was being fetishized. Okay. Mm. Well, that is a, like, again, a white guy with his girlfriend is going to want to get sex. Like, that's the reason that I give you my time, my energy, my finances. I give right. you these things to get the box. But because of mm -hmm. some shit that happened 150, 200 years ago that I wasn't a part of, you can't have sex with me that often because of then. But if you were with a black guy and he was banging you out three times a day, that, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's, th that's why I push back on it because the idea. No, it's not good. The idea I, I appreciate of a fetish, it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The, the idea of a fetish means that there is. You're, that people are coming with ill intent and most people don't yeah. have ill intent. It does. It means that there is already a, yeah, you already have a, um, uh, it's not you, good you, faith. You have this, uh, yeah, you're, you're entering into something with this all, preconceived objectification for the person. So I agree with that. I do think that it's absolutely stupid and silly for you to be concerned about what other people will think about what goes on in your bedroom. If you are willing to enter into a relationship with someone outside of your race, then who cares what other people think? I think that, that that's kind of stupid. And yeah, um, but uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your response. And I just want to read the super chat real quick that we got from Bruce Leroy saying, see, Rose, it's 2021, not the 1960s. OK, well, we haven't moved too far beyond that as a society. But thank you for pointing that out, because I wasn't sure what year we're in. BL and S Holding says black women's have more of a fetish toward them that well oh, toward white men than the other way around. What do you call trying to obtain the perception of power in broke bums? Um, that's an interesting that is an interesting um, point. I don't know if black women fetishize white men or not. Um, <laughs> I've never seen it. I, I do know of black. Well, yeah, I have seen it to to a degree. Um, they fed. I've seen black women 
fetishizing white men for their pockets. And I've actually seen clubs on Clubhouse where black women have hosted clubs where they are elevating, you know, white men above black men. And um, I think it's despicable and disgusting. Um, so I guess I have seen it. Um, so yeah, that's that's an interesting point. Thank you. Thank you for the um, super chats. Um, go ahead, Danny. What is what has been the major differences that you've seen between um, dating white women versus dating um, black women? Oh, he answered that one. I asked him. That was my second question to him. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, okay. So is there one side that's usually easier to get in bed than the other side? Uh, not really, because let's be honest, these days, uh, you women been out here giving this shit away for free, like it's Tic Tacs. So it's not hard to to get these days. Okay. Okay. Mm. Do you think that a lot of black women constantly throw themselves at you? No, no. Like, again, you have some women that do, you have some women that do, and you have some women that think that, uh. I'm a cable that uh, isn't really human. So it depends because you have pro-blacks and then you have black girls that grew up around white folks that don't think that they're animals. So again, comes to like where, where you're at. So let, let me say something real quick. I'm sorry. So I grew up around predominantly white people. There was only 5% of the entire I lived in a town, it wasn't even a city, town that I lived in um, that was my, that were of minority race. Um, I was one of two black people in the entire high school. It was me and one other girl. And um, I'm pro-black. So um, as a pro-black woman, I want to say that being pro-black, like we don't think of white people as animals. We know that not all white people are racist. We don't have an overall negative view of white people. We're just pro black people, which, you know, it does not denote, uh, you know, that we hate or have disdain or or even view white people in a, in a negative light, to be honest. So I just wanted to add that caveat really quickly. I'll go on mute. Okay. Well, I, I do have, so well, um, just to, push back on that a little bit sure uh so back in the day there needed to be a movement for uh for women right there was a feminist movement correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so now 100 years 120 years later how is that looking for men um i think that that's different because uh although i know you brought up like slavery and you referenced that it happened 150 to 200 years ago we're le- we're what 50 years post jim crow in addition we're still dealing with a myriad of myriad of injustices and of inequalities that are primarily systemic that our government that our um that our government refuses to even address so we haven't quote unquote made it yet. So there is still a fight left to be had. And as a result, um, I think that that's why you still see, and there is still a need for a quote unquote pro-black movement. Uh huh. Is there still a need for feminism? Uh, I guess it depends on who you ask. To me, uh, I don't think that there is really a need in um, the United States, but in other countries, absolutely. In the Middle Eastern countries, 
Absolutely. There are a ton of other countries where women are not liberated in the way in which we are. Um, I think, though, that some people might feel as though the feminist movement is necessary for women to keep the freedoms that they have gained. But I personally understand that the feminist movement destroys families. So I am not feminist in any way, shape or form that goes directly against what I stand for. So in my opinion, in the States, I don't think that we need it. Other countries might though. Okay. Um, I do have a question for you. Um, do you see interracial relationships um, or yeah, interracial relationships as a solution to um, bridge the racial divide? Um, <clears throat> there, there's never not going to be a racial divide. It doesn't matter what you do. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, that's an interesting question. Uh, or um, answer. Um, and I, another question: How do you deal with um your children as far as teaching them about race? And, and I'm gonna preface that. So, in American schools, you're basically taught that white people are great, black people were slaves. When there's so much more history in between that, how do you uh, go about teaching um your children? Um, the real history of America? Uh, I don't teach my children about race. Okay. Why? So, my, son, yeah. my son's Is four. Is there a reason why? He's four. So okay. do you understand that even though your son is four, just piggybacking on um, Danny's question that, and you know, you are his, his father, that he will be primarily viewed as a black man in this country. Yeah. I okay, I just just out of curiosity. Okay, I have a question for you. Um, do you, as a white man who dates uh, black women as well as you know women of other races, uh, do you or have you ever faced aggression from black men as a result of the fact that you date black women? And the reason that I'm asking this question is because we had several black women who have divested who. Um, uh, are married to white men that came up. We asked a similar question on yesterday's panel to white women, and they um, essentially um, several. There were black women who came up on the panel that said they face all types of aggression, and especially microaggression from white women because they date white men. So I want to know you, as a white man who dates black women when you were or when you do, do you face any type of aggression from black men as a result of your choice to date black women? All right, so I don't believe in microaggressions, for mm -hmm. one. For two, um, I've never been physically assaulted for dating black women or being with black women. Um, I've, had, I've had guys be rude and disrespectful. That's microaggression. No, no, see, no. No, 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 no. It's not a microaggression because even if, even if I was with a white chick and the guy mm -hmm. was white and he, he opened the door for my girl, but then walked in between me and my girl, that's <laughs> still disrespectful. It doesn't matter it is. what the race is. It's not a microaggression like that. My, the word of microaggression is just a buzzword. 
Like so, there, well, we could call it passive aggressive behavior if you want. Um, so, have you dealt with passive aggressive behavior? Because you said you've never like gotten to a fight because of it. But if someone and I know that they could do that if you're dating a white woman, and that's a def, you know separate question. But has have you dealt with passive aggressive behavior from black men as a result of your choice to date black women? Yeah, some. Okay. That I think I find that interesting. Um, and thank you for your answer. And I have one more question. Um, do you, uh, when you date black women, do you provide a safe space for your woman to be as black and as proud as she wants to be? Like, and do, and the second part of my question is, um, yes or no. And uh, if no, do you think that it's possible for a white man to be able to do this? Okay, so what do you mean? Like, like I less like like what? Like I have okay black meeting in my house. Uh, no, like, that's not like what I'm what, saying. What environment? <laughs> what environment would I be doing to be safe? Like we live there. We I pay bills. We have sex. I get her nails done. Like we do normal stuff. Like what do you, needs to be created? What, what okay. part do I need to go over the top to make it more safe? So, okay, that's uh, living there and paying bills does not necessarily make it safe for her. Um, for her to be as pro-black as she wants to be, if she considers herself to be a person who is pro-black. Uh, my, my fiance does all those same things. He does all the, but he also creates a space where I am extremely comfortable being my pro-black self. We have conversations about what goes on in the world around us. We have conversations about our history. He constantly educates me and refers me to things to read and to, you know, highlights things that have happened in our history. He just lectured me last night about not know who Mary, not knowing who Miriam McCabe was, uh, who was who married uh, Kwame Ture. He uh, he not only creates a space where I'm comfortable. He nurtures and fosters my. Um, my thoughts as it relates to my blackness. So for a white man, some things that, some ways in which that, that may look similar to you having conversations with your partner relating to race, uh, allowing her to be able to freely express herself. Um, when last year, when everything happened with George Floyd, I read a thread where uh, women, white black women who were married to white men said that they struggled with having hard conversations with their partner. I know Eve has been married to her husband now for six years, and she's just now saying, now we're having the hard conversations. So just and allowing a space where she's comfortable to be honest and upfront about what she's feeling, where she's comfortable to come home and, and express to you, you know, um, how frustrated she is with dealing with microaggressions in the workplace because of she of her being a black woman, um, just fostering an environment where she can be free to express herself openly and giving her the support that she might need to do that. No. No, you have not created a safe space. But what about the other part of the question? Do you think white men can do? Do you think this is something that white men can do? Uh, I'm sure it can be done. But like, what is what is the purpose of dating? What is the purpose of dating outside your race? 
to then just be an emotional tampon to hear about how shitty your race is all the time. Now, see, that's not what I said. And um, listen, the thing well, about it is, how, let me just say this really quickly. Um, although I am pro-black and my fiance is not just pro-black, he's a freaking revolutionary. We talk about how awful our own race is. So I can certainly highlight my difficulties with dealing with, you know, um, people of other races when I can also be truthful, be honest, which to my knowledge is what, you know, part of being red pill, have honest conversations and dialogue about what I have experienced, about what I'm feeling as a result of what's going on in the world around me. And that's not pointing the finger and saying, oh, you have such an awful race. That's just allowing a space for her to be open and honest about her own experiences. Clearly she knows that everybody that, that is of a white race is not awful because she wouldn't have partnered with you in that okay, case so, if, if she so felt got, like that. So I got a question for you. You said your dude's pro-black, right? Yeah, he's revolutionary. And, he, and, and he's black, right? Yes. Okay, so you guys having conversations about your history is a different dynamic than dating someone and then you're asking the white guy to go and do all this research to teach her about being pro-black or her culture, which you're, is a different dynamic. Like, But that's not what I'm asserting. Like, Not no, that you no. go do research and teach her about her culture, but you guys can have the conversations together. We learn together just like because but, a little I mean, we have to learn about white history our entire life. If we're in public school system, if we're, be, you know, we're not uh, homeschooled. So like just having conversations but, and, uh, but, together, but, you guys can watch documentaries again, together. But again, you going to public school is not me being in a relationship with you. Yes, but you you made it seem as though learning about her black history is uh you know somewhat of it, it is um something to well, be off that. No, let what me, I'm telling let me you rephrase is, it. it. Let me rephrase no, it. Let me no, rephrase when it. I, Real no, quick. No, no. When I come home from work, all right, I need to do shit at the house. Like there's shit that needs fixed, there's bills that need paid, she wants to get taken out. There's other things that I'm doing besides researching about any history. Right, right, right. So, so do you provide any emotional question. support? Go ahead. Let me, let me ask you a question. How do you deal when you see uh, news stories come across, um, Black Lives Matter? Um, do those conversations ever come up? So I've not dated a Black woman during this Black Lives Matter. Uh, I take that back. I was dating a woman that was mixed. So she was having these conversations with me. But I really haven't been with... Uh, a whole lot of black women during Black Lives Matter. So, okay. So even the mixed woman, you said she was having conversations with you. So that's what I'm saying. And offering a space where she can have those conversations. I'm not, and I'm not like the researching and talking about history. I said, that's what I do, but that's not an expectation I would have of anybody else and what they do in their home. I'm just talking about offering a safe space. And the reason that I brought this up is because black women who date white men, there was a long thread of women saying they didn't feel comfortable having the conversations or they were um, some they were in a space where they were just now tiptoeing around the conversation and broaching the subject uh, and I was I was kind of baffled like well why did well, it take I, just this for you guys to have that conversation but I think that you just said you've had you had those conversations yeah, while so, dating but, a mixed woman yeah but again but again by you saying like again the context of what you're saying is what you have to understand 
when you say a safe space, mm-hmm. so no, I have never, she's never made a comment about slavery and I whooped the shit out of her. That's never happened. Like there's <laughs> never been, like there's never been a conversation where some black guy got shot and we start screaming and I hit her with the plate. Like, okay, like you're taking it to the extreme. I'm not no. meaning in a literal sense. I'm no. talking about emotional intelligence. You providing it, being in a, of emotional support to your partner. That's what I'm speaking of. Okay, so if you're talking about her saying words to me and me listening to them and then talking back to her, yes, then that would be a normal relationship. That is not something that's done over the top. But when you give an example between you and your man and him giving you a lecture or teaching you about something, that is different than just her having a conversation with me. That's different. Yeah, I don't expect that to be your dynamic necessarily. I'm just questioning if you provide an emotionally safe space to her for her or for your partner um, to to, uh, you know, open up about their experiences or what they feel about some of these issues that they're seeing going on um, in our country. That's it. That's all. So, again, when you say safe, do you mean in what way? Like I'm going to hit her? I'm gonna scream well, no, um, <laughs> let's move on because I feel like you, you kind of answer. I mean, you're like taking it very literally. And I thought that, you know, um, the way in which I phrased the question that it was understood that I was talking about emotional support, but you said in, 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 um, so many words that you have been able to have the conversation with someone. And if you're, um, you know, people have varying degrees of emotional intelligence and, and, you know, you like some, a lot of times men are, um, you know, focused on like task focus. They may be, like you said, you focused on paying the bills, coming in, fixing stuff. And, you know, uh, as a woman, we, um, a lot of us kind of thrive off of having that emotional support and having a space where we can be emotional. And a, a lot of yeah. times, and that's not specific to white men, a lot of men are just kind of like, hey, I'm task focused. As long as the bill's paid and, you know, they kind of don't know what to do when a woman is in that space. So we can move on yeah. to the next question. Yeah, if you want if you want to come home and you want to have an emotional relationship with someone, date a woman. Oh Lord have mercy. Okay, go ahead. Danny. I'm gonna read the super chats. Um, shout out to Jessica X. She says, Hey ladies, hey Jessica. Hey Jess. Thank you for the super chat. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, People build their identity on culture and their culture on the environment. Black mm-hmm. culture facilitated an economic purpose. It wasn't built to foster healthy relationships, and it's still being passed down. Feminism is different. Yeah, and I agree. And we did have one more. Oh, thank God I got it. Um, shout out to Sean. He says, question for Savage Red. What did your black girlfriends do for you as far as providing the girlfriend <laughs> experience? And was it a positive experience? Um, that was a good question. I was headed in that direction. The girlfriend experience. I never heard that before. Uh no, it was not it was not positive. My son's mom. What was was the that major- the only black girl that you dated though? You dated other black women, right? No, it, it that's not the only black girl that I've dated. But most women these days don't really cook to begin with. Most women these days don't really know how to keep a home. So, it, like. Most most relationships these days with women is not that positive. It's more you're putting in more energy than you're getting back. Would you say that your white girlfriend was more submissive than your black girlfriend? 
Fuck no. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I do have another question, and I, and I wanted to know if we can open it up, depending upon how many more Danny has. Um, I want to know personally, and I already know your response based on um, the dialogue that we've had. I, I'm, I can probably guess what your response will be. But um, do you feel offended in any way when white women date out? And actually, to personalize it a little bit more, um, how would you feel if your if a white woman broke up with you for a black guy? I, I would care. You wouldn't care. I figured you'd say that. Okay. Thank you um, for your response. That's all I got. Okay. Shout out to Adonis190911. He says, simply put, he can see his girl have issues with the community she derives, but he will never relate. And mm -hmm. as such, she will never feel at peace to open up. Yeah, I honestly. I honestly don't think that was that's what he was saying. I felt no, like, but go ahead, Danny. I felt like he was saying like if she came home and they had a conversation or something happened in the media or whatever, they would have um, an opinion about it. Um, but let me ask you this: as it uh, as it refers to black people in race relations in this country, um, do you agree with like? Okay, like you had like Trayvon Martin, George Floyd, all those things. Do you tend to be on the side with like black people when it pertains to those issues? Or is it like one of those things? Well, it seems like white people stick together when it comes to certain issues like that. And black people are kind of automatically uh, supposed to be on the side of the black person. Okay, so me personally, I'm a mm -hmm. multiple time felon multiple time felon had many run-ins with the police okay okay so when i see when i see something happen in the media before i make a, a conclusion from what i see in a 17 second video or whatever i see the first day the story hits i wait to see what happened in what what actually happened in the court docket like what evidence is brought up and then i i make an assessment i don't go based off this happened to this color guy or that color guy. I, I don't do that. And okay. because right now, if I was to show you a picture of me fighting a black guy and it was a 16 second clip without any context, the first assumption is going to be that I'm a racist. Right. No, it wouldn't. I think that that's, For a, sure. that's a false. No, it wouldn't. That's a false assertion. Like just For because sure. a white man and a black guy is fighting that automatically that I, I think that um, that's a that's a way to um, minimize the black experience in this country by saying everything is going to be race related because that's that's false. No one would yeah, automatically assume that. But I understand you saying you would wait until all the facts come in. That makes sense. That is the logical thing to do because you, you don't know the full extent of the story until all the facts come in. And I think it should be the same on the other side. People shouldn't just not you just speaking generally. People shouldn't just assume that the cop is in the right and that the person must have done something wrong because they hear the uh the narrative that the police give because we if it has been 
plainly uh, made for us to see that the cops can be some of the biggest liars and they conjure up stories and stick together and create narratives all the time. So I think you're right in saying you should wait till all the facts are in. Okay, I got yeah. So did we forget about Jesse Smollett? Saying what about white, him? some white folks at two in the morning in Chicago put a news on his neck and everyone was out there saying it was horrible to find out that there was no white people at two o'clock in the morning at four, well, it was four degrees. Most outside. people were questioning that story immediately. Like, like immediately I, from my, I, I have a very large black circle and everybody pretty much, most of the people that I communicate with are black and even online, everybody questioned that story from the jump. It sounded like hogwash, but you know, that is one narrative. But if in the same breath, we could say, you know, talk about Susan Smith or, you know, people who have created a narrative that it was someone black that did something to them and it wasn't. So yeah, those are exceptions. But I think that your your overall premise and saying, I'd like to wait until all the facts are in, that makes perfect sense. That's the way it should be. Um, I did want to read, I, I have something to say regarding the last super chat, but it ain't, it is nothing worth, um, <laughs> I can't even remember what it was. 205 Will gave us a donation. He says, if you're fixated on race, you shouldn't be dating and marrying outside of your race. Race debates are like religious debates, pointless fighting. I agree with that, but there are some things that can't be ignored. You can say you shouldn't be dating and marrying outside of your race, but we can't ignore that racial tensions get high in this country at different times. Um, you know, when everything was happening last year, racial tensions were high. Um, so you, you no matter what, you guys want to, uh, you, you know, have this whole kumbaya, uh, love is love, we don't see color, we're all one people uh, mentality, but things in our environment will Re, re, uh, will, um, excuse me, cause or um, um, cause us to, to, you know, feel some type of way about uh, what we're what we're hearing, what we're seeing in the news. And as a result, women typically want to talk about it. Women love to most women love to talk like we never shut up. So if we want to talk, especially about our emotions. Oh, I'm feeling this. I'm fe like, that's what we do. That's what <laughs> women do. So. Uh, you know, I just thought that it was a, a good question. Um, Adonis, thank you for your super chat. He says, race is unavoidable as most of society sees race, not humanity. So you have to live with the ugly truths of reality and not pretend it's not there. Accept the harshness. It will keep you humble. Adonis, facts, facts, facts on facts. Like, let's not, I, I, I think that that is the biggest cop out that I've ever heard in my life when I hear people say, well, I don't see race or, you know, Know, things like that like that is absolutely insane to me that says you don't see me because i am a black woman and i'm unapologetically black i am a black woman for the blacks and as a result um i, I want to know that you see my race i just want to be treated fairly and, and um just that's all um well, then but you I have, can't be. go ahead <laughs> um can you expound on that if you want me to see you for your race, then I can't see you like I would see everyone else. Like that is a false premise. So 
in that case, um, when you say, if I want you to see me for who I am, which is a black woman, then you're not going to see me like everyone else. Then to me, that means that everyone else has to be seen like you would see white people. So if you have a set standard that you've created um, that revolves around race, and as a result, you see me differently, then that's a you thing. That's not a me thing. I don't want to be seen as just this, you know, um, you know, like a, a montage uh, with everybody looking the same and you can't tell one person from another. That's not what I desire. I am good with being my black self. I love being black C-Rose, but um, I just want you to treat me with equality. You don't have to like me. You don't have to, I'm not asking for favor. I'm just asking for just uh, you know, justice. And I'm asking to be treated in the same, with respect and with dignity, just like you would treat the next person. That is my request. But don't ignore the fact that I'm a Black woman. Like, that is just the biggest cop-out. That's just something that people say because they don't want to deal with issues surrounding race. Has, and it, yeah, it has, I think it's no, offensive. No, 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 no. So It's offensive to me, so yeah. It could be, it, you, it, you can be offended, but again, when you go and you do, if you're gonna, if you're gonna hire someone based on their race, then you are treating them different based on their race. Like, you can't have, you, you can't be, how can I put this? You can't discriminate for someone and not also be discriminating towards somebody. Like, well, that's, that's not what point. I said. Like hiring somebody for their race. No, that's not like when I nope. like, for example, when you say hiring, I want you to not even look at there shouldn't be a box that we have to check as it relates to race. If we're all one people, why the hell do you need to know my race nope. if we're all one people? So omit Listen. that from the application. Just go simply based on who's more qualified for the job and omit race from it, period. If we're this all, all you know, if we're this peaceful people and racism doesn't exist in our nation, we know that that's crap. And, and my point in saying that is that I'm, I understand that it exists. And I think that me and most black people, we're not asking for you. We're not asking to, for you not to see our color. We're asking for you to treat us fairly despite our color. Okay. So again, that it's called comparison. And I say, if you want me to see you as a black woman, then you want me to see you differently than other women, which aren't white and aren't black. There are other, there are Asian women. There's all different types of women. So if you want me to see you as a black woman, then I am instinctively looking at you in a certain light because you want me to treat you a certain way because you're black. That's my point. I want you to treat me the way that you would treat the Indian or uh, the Asian woman or the white woman. See, and that's the thing is, you can say that because you would want me. Let me say I want this you to really treat me better. Let, uh, let me say this really quickly. You can say that, but the truth is you are a white man and the standard in this country is whiteness. So I understand that it's oh, difficult for you to understand what I'm saying because the standard is whiteness. If we say we don't see color, if I say I don't see color, I, I don't see you as a white man. I just see you, you know, as a person. I'm gonna treat you like this society treats black people, and you're gonna be treated like shit because of it. So it, saying that we don't, you don't see race, and using black people as the standard of how to treat people will be absolutely awful. I'm saying, I know you see race. I know you're BSing me by telling me you don't see race. You're patronizing me. So you don't have to do that. Just treat me fairly. 
Okay, I never cited C Rice for one. No, I'm I'm not talking about you. I'm saying I was speaking for, in general, like whomever two, you know who I would be talking. My to. point is is to treat you like a woman. By you by you putting as a black woman, you're injecting race when it isn't needed. Is my point. Race is always injected. Race is a social construct created by white people. Y'all, that's my point that I'm saying. Y'all like, like not y'all, but people like to say they don't see race when really and truly, I know that you do see race. You just don't want to have the difficult conversation. You just want to act as if there is this whole Gandhi-like mindset that everybody embodies and we're all one people. We're all no. one race, the human race. And no. that, that's not true. You're BSing no. me and I don't like to and I'm not talking about you person. Well, 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 well. We do have to read the super chats before we miss them. I am so sorry to interrupt this dialogue. Um, my apologies. Shout out to Adonis one nine zero nine one one. He says, with that Smoye comment, he proves my point. We can have many stories and it's brushed off, but anything against one white person, all of a sudden, look, look. What's up with that? Mm, yeah. Um, thank, thank you, you so Adonis. much. It's a bunch that I may have missed. So I'm going to try to catch them from um, the other side. Please, I'm praying that I can. Um, shout out to your fave persuasion. She says, of all white men y'all could have picked, y'all picked him laughing my ass off. And C-Rose, what are you doing? Get out of there now. Um, thank you so much for your uh, contribution. Um, I've missed a bunch, but hopefully I'll be able to pull them up on the other side. Um, she, I think he's a good person to have it with because he's red pill. And I actually like that. He Because people in this space, you saw them, the first comments, they're thinking we've picked somebody who's going to push a narrative for us. I like that he's not. And he's giving us his own raw, real truth. So I respect that. Okay. Um, shout out to your fave persuasion again. She was like, I can't believe y'all picked a white Ray Ray shaking my head. Go, go um, to sleep, your fave persuasion. Okay, shout out to there. I said it. What does Savage feel about the black manosphere and what he thinks we are trying to achieve? Um, I did want to get into that just a smidge. So do you want to read the rest of the super chats and we yes. can answer that one? And then let's go ahead and open it up before it gets too late. Yes. Um, shout out to Kenyatta XL. He says, ask this dude if he doesn't see race. Why do I always see him in black spaces? Ooh, very interesting. Um, Okay. I'm trying to get to the other ones. If you super chatted something. I see. And, Did you get Black Wizards? Yeah, you I'm said, about to read his. Oh, okay. um, the reality is that we are all human. Blackness is a social construct created by the state. Accepting right, race is accepting perception, not reality. Thank you so much. And shout out to Eisen Sama. Eisen says, there's no such thing as equality. There are those that are strong and willing to, and willing to rule and those that are meant for a meaningless life of following. Um, mm. Thank you so much. Um, shout out to Bruce, Bruce Leroy. He says MLK died for equality. Um, thank you so much. Um, shout out to 205 Will. Would you rather be black or a woman? Thank you so much for that. 
Okay. And we got two more. Shout out to Andrew Wilkins. He says the terms for white and black aren't factual and come from slavery to separate the class status of whites and black Daddy? Americans. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. It went out. Maybe that was my earphones. Probably. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Get out of here. Um, shout out to Adonis again. He says, I respect the dialogue from this man. Having an open ear will take you far, but being dismissive on race and not just accepting it is not just accepting it is only a slap in the face. Okay, I'm sorry if I'm didn't read that out right. Um, shout out to Josh Quick. He says, just because a white woman wears a Black Lives Matter shirt doesn't mean it's signaling, signaling that she likes black men. Some well, yes, some holding up the uh, signs for black penis and all that during the everything that happened with George Floyd. So I, I think that indicates they like black men, but um, thank you. Thank you guys for the super chats. Definitely appreciate you all. There was a question that Danny wanted to get in as it relates to the black manosphere. And we will also be dropping the link uh, for questions. Um, so you guys can come up and dialogue with us for a little bit. Um, Savage Red, did you see the question on the black manosphere regarding your thoughts on the black manosphere? Uh, and what, and what like my thoughts overall or... Like what I think he was just asking what your opinion is of the Black Manosphere. Uh, black Manosphere is good content. Like that's the most prominent uh, content going on in the Manosphere right now. Is the Black side of the Manosphere. Do you like, feel like you relate to the Black Manosphere more to more than the White Manosphere? It, it has nothing to do with relating. A lot of the uh, like a lot of the. Uh, white like the white manosphere that started off have been uh deplatformed and banned so like there's not a whole lot of big content creators in the white manosphere right now so like like you have uh better bachelor you have casual bachelor you have terrence pop you have sandman there isn't a whole lot of large platforms anymore a lot of the platform now is Kevin Samuels, O'Shea Duke Jackson, King Riches. It's there's much more black YouTube content creators in the manosphere right now than there are white. I watch both. But like whenever you see stuff trending or stuff going viral, like you really never see white manosphere content going viral. So you're more likely to see a Kevin Samuels clip on the internet to get your attention to go to watch the stream. Okay. Um, we did have a Miss Super Chat from I Am an Aries Queen. She asked, please ask him what race did he see when he was in prison? Like, uh, did he see race? Oh, excuse me. She says, please ask him, did he see race when he was in prison? Now, that's a good question. I was never in prison. Well, when you went to jail for your felony. So you got multiple felonies and never had to go to prison? No, they're drug related. Oh, our justice system. Mm. No, so the way that the way that drug offenses work is if you're if you have nonviolent crimes, you don't have to go to prison, especially because here in Ohio stuff is overpopulated. Like I actually know, uh, I actually know many many guys that are on parole that get out of prison and catch drug charges 
while on parole and don't go back to prison. White and black. Oh, didn't Ty, ain't Taz from Ohio? I thought he said he went to prison for a non drug, uh, I mean, non violent offense. Mm, okay. Taz. It, it, depend, it depends on what time you got arrested, and it also depends on your priors. I see. Okay. okay. Um, shout out to Leo Anthony. He says black entertainment beats all entertainment. Period. Um, okay. Now we have uh, Black Wizard on a panel. Black Wizard, what's up? Hello. Um, hey, Black Wizard. Hey. I was just uh, listening to the conversation uh, here with my wife and everything. We just. Hey. Uh, tell your wife we say hey. <laughs> Mrs. Black Wizard. Um, black Witch. Yeah, Black yes. Witch. Um, yeah, and I, I guess I was just, uh, what was the part that I heard? It was about- About us, about race, about rape. Was that was it, what it was about? That uh, was your last uh, super chat. Yeah, some of it. I guess I'll just explain some of that until the thought for whatever I came up here comes back. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so there was a parallel drawn between feminism and uh, the black experience and as far as- uh, um, the need for uh, asserting yourself as a as a person who advocates for Black people, um, and uh, I think the inference under that was that there's no difference, and I just wanted to point it out, point out what that difference is. Explain no, that about. wasn't that wasn't the inference. Well, what the, what were the inference? Was, the, the 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 inference was that feminism has made a lot of moves, but they they haven't gone away. No matter what, it's it, it's always going to still be seen to be needed. Like you have feminism talking about man spreading on fucking trains. Not <laughs> yeah, I saw that and free bleeding not, too. Not a free not bleeding. a very crucial thing, but that's what feminists are fighting for. So at, even at some point, if pro blacks get their way, it's not going to dissolve. There's going to be another fight. So like that was the inference. Not that they're the same thing, but. Just because there's something doesn't necessarily mean it still needs to be around was the point. Well, we still have a long way to go. Uh, yeah, we're I nowhere didn't... near. We no, we haven't made anywhere near the progress that <sighs> feminism, that even the alphabet community has made. Like, we still have a lot left to fight for. I did say, I did say one way or the other, but my point was, it, it will, like, no matter what, it will still be there, even if there's no fight. Like the eight, like the so make sure the that we retain what we fought for. I I just want I just wanted to draw back to I guess what I was saying because it doesn't really change the because the inference I, I boiled down the inference but it I I essentially mean it the way you said it only um, you're saying that as long as the ideology um, as long as the ideology exists there will always be a fight. And I'm saying that it's you're essentially saying that the same thing. And, and I mean, if we boil it down, we're saying the same thing there. So, so I, I say I say that to say um, when when you when you talk about uh, the black experience as far as uh, like black, I guess pride or, or what have you. The the it comes from a it comes from a different place. It comes from a place where the culture. Uh, culture and identity is drawn, or our, our identity is drawn from culture and and uh, 
there's things that are bred into the into our culture and taken away on purpose in order for our culture to serve an economic purpose. And as those things damage the, the way that our family stays together, it has never been addressed or changed. And then on top of that, as, as we've gone through time, um, it's been the state has made situations to put us in a worse situation where we're drawing more inferences from the environment that change our culture in a negative way. And those things have never been addressed. I think that is a little bit different than what feminism like, you know what I'm saying? I want to read these super chats real quick. <clears throat> Shout out to Adonis. Um, Adonis says, white manosphere was to fight super feminist. Um, white men have their respect intact from white women. Black men have to rebuild our image altogether. Um, thank you so much for that, Adonis. Um, shout out to the Haitian for that. Thank you so much, the Haitian. And shout out to Demetrius. Um, Demetrius says, I'm back and looking forward to more content. Um, thank you so much for that, Demetrius. Thank you, guys. And shout out to Michael Mitro. Uh, he's sent a super sticker. Thank you so Thank much you, for that. Somebody time tossed the ass out. Um, um, well, we got LAR up here. Or wait a minute, did you answer the question? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. I guess there wasn't necessarily a question, I was just trying to draw a distinction there. Oh, okay, okay. Um, LAR, what do you what are your thoughts? First, first, hello to everybody. Um, hey, LAR. What's going on? The first thing about the, the drug felony thing, that's predominantly a white thing. That don't happen to us like that. I thought so, too. But That's not true. Um, okay. All right. I've what do you mean that's not true? It's not true. Okay. You're saying, well, okay. Are you saying that... Um, where I where I where I live, I can't speak for all forty other nine other other okay. states. But in Ohio, where I live, I was in a halfway house with white guys, black guys, Hispanics that all had drug charges and were all drug acts. Like it's written into the law here in Ohio that you have the first time you get a drug offense and you're non-violent offender, they have to give you treatment in lieu of conviction. No, okay. but you said you have multiple, multiple exactly. felonies. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the first time. I definitely get the first time. But when you say multiple and, and no and no real prison time, no jail time, that's a white thing. That's not a black thing. Like we go no. after you get multiple cases, you 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 going somewhere. Facts. No. But if you not say that, okay, in, in where you're at. That's just an anomaly place. Ohio gotta be an anomaly. <laughs> Cause, no, just where he's at in Ohio. Cause that he don't said the state thing, I thought. Okay. Ask people who've been locked up in the Midwest in Ohio. You're going to find out it's, it's no good. I'm from the I'm Midwest. From I've lived in four states in the Midwest, and I've never heard of anything like that where multiple felony offenses and no jail time. That, that, oh, I um, had jail time. I didn't have prison time. Okay. Okay. That cause, like, <laughs> out, like out here... Out here, you're able to be in county for two years. They don't send oh, you. Okay, they, that makes a they difference. They don't send you to. They don't send you to prison unless you're going over two years. Got and it. also over here in Ohio, 
So again, when you guys talk about when it comes down to judge it, when it comes down to the your charges, it also comes down to your attorney and it also comes down to the judge. Just like when a cop stops you, they have leeway to give you a ticket or charge you or not. Judges have the same thing. So the judge that I went for on my second case, she had just got elected and she was super big into drug treatment and to getting people from not going to prison. So when she came in, she was letting a bunch of people that didn't have non had nonviolent offenses go to treatment. She later, like last year or the year before, got in trouble for a drinking and driving. So she might have mm. had sympathy she was on probably people. on drugs herself. She might have had sympathy for people that had drug addictions. But where I'm at specifically, which is like I, I, I'm from Porridge County. All my felony cases are in Porridge County, which in Porridge County, you don't really have murders. You don't really have armed robberies. You don't have shootings. You mainly have drugs. So they're cracking motherfuckers all the time on drugs. So like the, the first time I got arrested for a uh, felony charge, they had did a uh, that week. They had done a story in the article in, in the newspaper saying that the jail was overpopulated by like 80 people. Two days later, they did a 165-person sweep and arrested 165 people when the jail was already overpopulated. So where, I, like, where, where I'm at, like, it's not like that. Like up here in uh, AA started in, in Cleveland. The first founders mm-hmm. are from New York and from Akron. And the third person that joined AA is from Cleveland. So the way that the drug laws here are much different because we have a prominence of AA pushing for rehabilitation. I but Savage Red, you know else. nationwide, nationwide, the uh, all states have now uh, reformed their drug laws um, because there have been so many white people overdosing on fentanyl and you know um, almost dying. Like police actually have to carry the um, stuff that you give them uh, so that you can bring. Yeah, Narcan with them. Whereas when crack was big in the eighties and nineties, crackheads was going to jail. Yes, but there's there. Uh, but again, there's two differences between crack and the, ep- the opium epidemic. A lot of the people that are on opium, a lot of the people that are on opium or opiates were being prescribed by doctors, and a lot of the people were addicted and then went to the street. Cocaine that, was never that's legal. That's understandable. Wait, wait, that's understandable. Wait, wait. But even with my point, I'm not doing my even. Point. OK, go ahead. Uh, and then also, will have you respond. I actually also, have also in the 80s, a lot. Any person that's ever sold drugs and been part of a crime knows the fastest thing that's going to bring heat to you is shootings and bodies. Violence brings crackdowns on everything around it. You don't have mass amounts of shootings coming around in the streets with the with the heroin game. You you don't. The eighties was crazy with with shootings. That's when like part of the the height of gangbanging was in the late seventies, early eighties. Like it's True. two different time periods. 
So yeah, but that doesn't uh, that does that doesn't justify what the criminal justice system is doing. Because even though those crime like that did bring more crime, you notice that there was a stark contrast between how people were sentenced if they uh, had crack cocaine, which is just cooked cocaine, versus if they had cocaine, because cocaine was looked at as a white party drug. These no. this, these are the reasons why we still need black revolutionaries no. to fight but because but of the injustice system. But that's not that true. true. No, the reason that the no listen. What about what I said isn't true? The because the reason that the crack the crack sentences got harsher was because the black caucus in in Congress wanted to make the law stricter on crack crack cocaine because the violence that was happening in their neighborhoods. Joe Biden presented that bill and and Hillary Clinton was also pushing for tougher drug sentencing on on um for those crimes no, no, the, like on, the super on, predator that they was looking at no, black wait, males as. Wait, wait. Who was it wait, um LAR? Wait, wait. He's actually right cuz the pastors yeah. and, and the caucus went to Joe Biden and then Joe Biden did the laws. I'm yeah. surprised the difference, by their by yeah, them go ahead. You no, know, but the difference is there were other races of people like Hispanics shooting up airports and shooting up neighborhoods and white folks shooting yeah. up stuff in the eighties that, that, that same crime existed, but there was the police crackdown was at a minimal for that. It was only when we were shooting, it was a problem. He's telling the truth. And so I got one question. And I'm going to shut up. Cause I actually had a question. He, the, he, he said something about the white manosphere kind of being blackballed in a sense. I just want to know why, why do you think that the white manosphere has been going through what you said has been going through? Well, uh, in the beginning, uh, they were getting struck down and censored a lot from the feminist woman, woman talk. But recently, <clears throat> the re recently between the mixture of YouTube promoting more black YouTubers and, uh, the, I don't know why they, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the uh, if it's the black content creators are getting a little bit less. They're getting a little less uh, strict when it comes to the manosphere content because it's black content, or they're loosening the feminist uh, crackdown. I'm not sure if it's a mixture of the both or if it's one or the other. But before, like they were super strict on the feminist stuff. So they, they were just tearing down channels and talked about women. It's become it's the it's become less uh, strict in the last like year or two. The the big difference between the black side and the white side is they made the white side a hate group because they they said they were affiliated with hate groups outside of just disliking feminism. But as far as as far as pushing the black manosphere sector, actually they don't. We still got the same shadow bands that the white folks got. It's just that y'all have an extra link on y'all for the the um, white nationalist, white supremacist thing. Bro, listen, like not every white, <laughs> not every, every, you're, you can't tell me that every uh, content creator that was on one sphere was all racist, hate, hate No, I, I never, I'm not saying everyone, I'm saying they they put y'all in the box to say these are all y'all connections. Not everybody has those connections, but I remember a few a few years back they they linked the white manosphere, particularly whether it was a smear campaign or not, to white nationalists and white supremacists. Also, they were making them a hate group. To that point, 
to that point, the Black Manosphere only exists because of the sentiments that Black people had about that very thing that he's talking about. Because it was, it was just the Manosphere and MGTOW and Red Pill and MRAs and PUAs were all, well, maybe not necessarily PUAs, but all of them were all talking and Black people were involved. It wasn't until Black people kind of had started getting the inclination and noticing for themselves that there was some uh, race-related uh, 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 things going on that uh, didn't necessarily address the issues of Black people that the Black Manosphere was created in the first place. Yeah, so I I've just been wanted in... to ask to add also really quick, just a quick caveat. I'm sorry. Um, as it relates to like, you know, when we speak in general, we're we're all intelligent people. So we know like nothing applies to everyone. So like we may not like if we say black men, like we know not all black men. So we or we know not all black women or we know not all white men. So a lot of times we don't make that distinction because we know we're in a conversation with people who, you know, are are thinking people and can um can make the um can make the the connection that we're not talking about everybody. Just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, but I, if you go, but my, the reason I said all was because out of the, I've been in the space since 2017, and pretty much there's only from that time period there's only two, two white content creators that I know of that are in the, the manosphere from that time period, they've all been axed into YouTube abyss. And that's a lot, like, that's a lot of axing. It's a lot of axing. But the reason I bring up the thing about uh, black YouTube and uh, YouTube loosening restrictions, Kevin Samuels even said on his uh, live stream of, uh, in la this year, begin into last year, that YouTube was uh, letting up on some of the restrictions that they had and investing in the black community in the space. He said it, and I'm assuming he knows something because I'm sure he has someone at YouTube he called directly because of how big his channel is. And if and and if you look at Kevin Samuel's growth, it didn't come from YouTube. It came from Worldstar going viral. I'm not saying that's that, not true. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. But most of the guys who are in the space, it doesn't work like that. You got to get some type of outside growth. The, the organic growth, YouTube does not push. Growth. I agree. I agree with that. But I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Bunny. My bad. I'm going to shut up. Yeah, but but you also you also have to realize that they're just in the black manosphere and the white manosphere, like if you look at Tommy Sotomayor, he drops the F, the F word constantly, constantly. And, and his channel, his channel has been up. Granted, he did go through that time where that time where he was getting hit by all the women for years and they were taking down his channels but like it's not it's not like that like in the on the black side you can say stuff about white people and you're not going to get taken down you can't say anything on the white side that even seems to be racist if someone feels it's racist your channel taken down so there's there there is just a different aspect to it when it comes to the 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 white side and the, and, the, and the black side. It just is. Can I, can I say this? And I'm sorry for interrupting you. I'm not going to say nothing else. The difference, I know we have racial conversations, but I think people are white, uh, are, 
we don't actually antagonize white people. We're just responding to white people. That seems to be an offense at times to white people. We're not just no. going out and white people are this or this or this without actually sure. having experiences with white people like that. It for us when it sounds like you when white people say stuff about us, it's like y'all start a lot of stuff with us or y'all not around us and you're saying things. So it doesn't come off as realistic. Well, you gotta you gotta look at it from the YouTube point of view too, LAR. Like it, they don't care about context. They only care about stuff being said. So to uh, Savage's point, if if you know we're down here talking about you know white people, I don't think YouTube's like, well, you know, they're just responding to uh, what's going. I don't think YouTube's doing that. You know, they they don't care. So yeah, <laughs> so uh, like Sorry. there's just you. The point is, is that YouTube uh, YouTube allows allows the space to have a longer leash than it does the white side. Like, for example, when I'm in a- mm. like, when I'm in a Must be affirmative action. But that listen, how, excuse me. I'm uh, Bunny, I'm gonna let you uh, go. I just wanna read um, Jessica's super chat really quickly. Um, Jessica says, can you ask Savage if he identifies as a Wookiee, a white, uh, a Wookiee, a white Pookie? Uh, do you identify as a white Pookie, Savage? You have to say white Pookie. I can't say it like that. I don't have my British accent down. Um, I I guess that's a no, uh, Savage Red Recovery, that you don't identify as a white pookie. Um, Yes, no, no. Oh, a former life. Okay, so you used to. That's why the women at Family Dollar checking for you. Uh, okay, the Haitian says, shout out to L-A-R, straight no chaser. Thank you, thank you, uh, the Haitian. We appreciate you. We had and... one more from Curlin, but uh, okay. Uh-oh. It says, y'all gone, y'all got some old talk about interracial dating, hashtag like Tyrone Biggums. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Thank you, bro, Carlin. Uh, go ahead, Bunny. Sorry, let, let you go. Ahead. I'm so sorry for like coming up here and. Um, oh, you good? Knockout, sis. Thank you guys so much for having me. Shout out to everybody on the panel. So, Savage, I have a question, and it is about the interracial <laughs> dating. So, how long were you in? What's the longest you've been in a relationship with a black woman for? Uh, a year and a half. Say that again. you said two years. Yeah, you're gonna have two years, something like that. Do you have, do you have any kids? Do you have any um, interracial kids? Yeah, my son's my son's mixed. Okay. Um, you stated that whenever you were in your relationship with her, that race wasn't an issue. No, it wasn't. You didn't. Ha- it, it was before Black Lives Matter started, and a lot of the uh, media attention that was going on in the last few years, it, it wasn't going on that time. Okay, the neighborhood that you live in, or the area that you reside in, is it more of an urban area, or is it a suburban area? I live in Cleveland, in the city, in the hood. Okay. Uh, do you have a good relationship with black men? With black men? Yeah, like, do you have black male friends? Yeah, my business partner is black. Well, I ask these questions because me, myself, I was in a very long um, interracial relationship. And I find it hard to believe 
that race was never an issue before quote unquote Black Lives Matter started. That comment in itself, along with just about everything that's been said on this panel is very disingenuous. And as a person with a mixed race child, it's, it's, it's extremely offensive. And as a father of a mixed race child, you should know the conflict that they have. So it's like, and, and that conflict is because, in my opinion, how disingenuous you're being. I'm gonna go how, on you. How mm -hmm. am I being disingenuous when you ask me if, if uh, you ask me a question and then you've stated the, the there, entire. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go on mute. I'm listening. How are you gonna ask me a question if we had if there was a race issue when there wasn't a race issue for me and my son's mom? But like, do you plan on having conversations with your child about his history? Like no, I know no, no. Uh, on hey, let me chime in. Let me chime in. I, I find in. that interesting because as a, I think that 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 can pose potential problems for a child if they know nothing about their history. Uh, I know black people in this in this country, African-American or ADOS people, uh, not having a direct lineage or direct knowledge of their history and where they come from and the direct problems that arise as a result of that. So um, the history that you are able to access and research to not teach your son about that, I think um, that could pose potential problems and that's it. Hey, mind if can I respond to something? Uh, Bunny, are you finished with your question? We can go ahead and let Adonis in. Um, she's still on mute. But um, if you guys have not subscribed to Bayou Bunny's channel, Bayou is about 30 people away from a thousand and we're trying to get her um to a thousand so if you could drop your link in the chat and everybody spam her link and uh go subscribe so we can get her to a thousand yes 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 when you go uh and i'm gonna try the o'shea method when you go subscribe come back and say i subscribe we should see at least 30 people let's go uh, and hit our like button thank you i appreciate that i just got in the thing is, is I never even heard a real rebuttal. It just, it, it angers me. And this is why I say, and I know people say it's hypocritical, but this is why I say people should not date out because a lot of people come on here and they, they make it seem like dating out is easy. And it's really not. There's a big cultural difference, right? But if you care about the person or you're willing to work with them, or you guys are building together, whatever the situation is, as long as there's mutual respect and understanding, go where you're celebrated. But I just, it's just really hard to listen to this disingenuous conversation. It's, I mean, even for you to say that you would not teach your son his history, that means why, yeah. why wouldn't you want to teach him his history? It's it, from how you've presented yourself, it, it seems like there's a disdain there. I'm Bunny sound went out. Um, yeah. He just sounds indifferent to me. He's kind of like, eh, like it, you know, I, I don't know. He just sounds it's, indifferent. It's it's disingenuous. But I'm gonna go. It's on. not. It's it's not disingenuous. It's the thing, like Black Lives Matter and the media attention wasn't going on when me and her when me and her were dating, like 
at the end of the day, she was pregnant while we were together. All right. So we were dealing with that. That's what we were worried about is my son coming to life. We didn't have conversations about things in the news. Like I don't watch the t- like, I don't watch the news. But the thing like, is, she's a black woman in this country, even <laughs> if the news never comes into play. Even if George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, none of that ever happened. Her experiences as a black woman, what she uh, sees, what, what happens in this country still exists outside of Black Lives Matter and predates Black Lives Matter, of course. Yeah. But again, we didn't have like there wasn't an issue like we didn't have conversations about it. like you can't tell me that I'm disingenuous about something that we like we didn't argue about race. We didn't, I mean, like, I'm not saying argue. See, this is, and I'm not saying argue. I mean, it'd be a discussion at the end of your what race do you do you um, what race do you consider your son? Mixed. OK, whenever. Okay, and that's understandable. I feel the same. When the police see him, are they going to see a black boy? Are they going to see more of a white boy? He's he clearly is not white. Okay, so they're gonna, that means that they're going to see a black boy, and it's obvious. And the reason why I'm so quote unquote triggered is because it's obvious that there's an issue in America. Period with black people and racism. And for you to come up here and say that you wouldn't speak to your son about it. And I mean, you obviously just said he's more of a brown boy. I mean, at the end of the day, it's an issue and it's been an issue for a while. Like I said, if a person wants to date out, date out, go be who would be with whoever you want to be with. But it's situations like this that make it very, it's just not, it's not good and it won't end well. No, see, this is what you understand. So my my white son or my my mixed son, I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell them that to do the same thing when they're in the car and they get pulled over to keep their hands. They on don't the have to worry stop, about stop, 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 stop. Don't don't come. Oh, hold on, Bunny. Let them an- go ahead and answer and then we'll let her respond. Go ahead, Savage Ray Recover. I'm going to tell them how to how to be when they get pulled over. I'm not going to give one a different I'm not going to give one a different set of rules or a different context. Like I don't need to make race about the situation. I'm going to tell them the same thing. Like But if your white son does not abide by those rules and your black son does not, it could be a different outcome for them. So despite the fact that you want to tell them the same. Yes, it is true. That's not yes, true. Yes, it is true. Black That's, men are more likely to be killed by the police with no gun when you're looking at the percentage that we are in this country than white men are. So it is true. The outcome true. could oh my gosh. Okay. The thing is mind if I chime in real quick. Uh, uh, I'll let Bunny respond to him, no, and then we'll gonna, have you chime right on. I'm gonna go on mute, um, you guys. Thank you for letting me talk. I'm gonna go on mute. Thank you, Bunny, for uh, your for chiming in on the conversation. I'm gonna read the super chat real quick, and then it's all yours. Jessica X says, "We never had race talks at home. It didn't affect me negatively. Maybe America is different, though. The thing is, um, if you are not, and I, I, I didn't say necessarily race talks. I said." teaching him about his culture. Um, And from conversations that I've had with you, Jessica, uh, it seems as though you have an intact culture because you've talked about your Nigerian aunties and 
you know, your, your family. So I'm assuming that you have been exposed to and have had conversations about your culture. So not knowing about your culture allows you to walk around with blinders on and uh, walk around in, in a state of, of, of almost, um, in a state of fog or ha a haze um, because you don't know about your culture, about the history of your people. And it also is part of the conditioning that we go through in this country. I don't know if it's different in the UK, but that's part of the conditioning that we uh, as black people experience in this country. Uh, Marquise 912 says, to be fair, it's his life and his experience. How can y'all paint a narrative for him? I've been in an interracial relationship and we never talked race. I mean, if he says he didn't talk about race, I think that, you know, I, I, I accept that he did not have conversations about race with his partner. Um, I don't, you know, it couldn't be me, but you know, if they didn't ever talk about race, some people do practice like cognitive dissonance and some people do date out because they want to escape black culture, black community, and they may not have those discussions as a result. So. That's his truth. Um, Gabe A says, if the parents are confused about how their children are viewed in society, the children will be confused also. Thank you, Gabe A. Appreciate you. And I think that's it. And Adonis, we're going to let you chime in because I know you have something to add to the discussion. Go ahead, bro. Hey, how y'all doing? I appreciate you letting me on. Well, What's thank, up, you, thank you. Hey, Savage, I respect you having this dialogue with us today. All right. Um, and Anything I say to you or any comments I make, it is out of respect. If you don't take it out of context, it expresses you're not in your feelings. So I'd appreciate it if you keep it sort of like copacetic. Um, I was in the military. And being a black person in the military, I came across a lot of individuals that did not, or in my case, never saw a black person a day in their life. This was late 2000s. So their interaction was with me was based off of their grandparents, stuff they see on TV. And it shocked them to more or less come across somebody that was of my skin color, that was working beside them and talking with them and not walking around with my pants below my butt. It's very difficult to break that train of thought from somebody when they grow their entire life thinking one thing about a certain culture and race of people. You can then, after a while, say, hey, well, you know, I thought this one way, and but, you know, because I've seen the injustice of what's going on, it seems different now. But that <clears throat> very thing that you grew up learning or seeing is still embedded in you. You can say you've never spoken about race. That's fine. But it is a serious injustice by trying to pretend that it's not there. By you pretending it's not there, especially when it comes to your own children, you can say, well, I see as human, but the most, most of the world does not see your child as either mixed or white. They'll see at the end of the day, they're lighter than you or they're darker, they're brown, they're black. That's all they see. It's not a matter of mix. Even if you're mixed, you're still black. They're going to treat you as such in most cases. Yes, there can be very special individualized situations to where it's a perfect scenario and they don't experience certain things. But too many people nowadays take one special moment and think it, it represents everything as a whole when in, as a majority, it doesn't work that way. Your relationship might have been like that, you know, you didn't speak about race, fine. And I made the comment earlier when I said, if she sees a situation, she's going through something, you can't relate. 
because you've never you have not gone through those experiences as a black man. So you cannot relate. You can pretend it's not there, but you will never be able to relate. And if the only way you're going to be able to is by keeping your mouth shut because you have no voice in it, period. You have no say so when it comes to the black community and how we feel about any of the situations. I hear you speak on the Black Lives Matter movement. What I do not like about that in general is very simple. Black Lives Matter, the movement itself, started out very good. Then it got clouded and it started deviating into different paths. It's the same as feminism. I believe in feminism, just like Kevin Samuels. Feminism is for a woman's choice in what she wants to do. Now, today, feminism is going to, well, I want to do this, but I also want to do this, but you're limited. But because you're limited, you still want to do it anyway. And so you want to change the rules and that doesn't work. That's why it's a struggle. Now, Black Lives Matter is to basically state just that. Black men, black lives, black women, our lives matter just as much as yours because you treat us and you look at us that we're less than. No one can argue that. So anyone that comes in and tries to argue that black lives matter is whatever speaks about in, in a super negative way as to how it started is no real genuine person at heart and you're just depicting what it is you feel on your inside, period. So, I mean, I can understand you're trying to have an open dialogue, but it's like, and you're, you're trying to be respectful. I appreciate that. Oh, I guess he's gone. But that sort of stuff Seven. is very um, disingenuous. No, yeah, uh, device. no, he didn't get dropped. His uh, okay. device uh, probably went out. Okay. So um, I do want to read these. Give him a second to come back. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I no want to read the super chats real quick. Uh, shout out to Bayou Bunny News and Talk. She says, Dust bunnies are mad that I can date out but scream SYSBM when in reality, nobody wants them and their passports don't exist. Well, damn. Okay. Um, shout out to DRX0. He says, Question for the panel. What scenario is more stigmatized in our society? Black men with white women or white women, excuse me, white men with black women? Thoughts? Uh, but Savage is back and he can actually respond to you. Um, uh, no problem. There's actually one the other thing I was going to say, but go ahead. Okay. Um, Savage, did you hear uh, Adonis's uh yeah, I heard part of it. I didn't say anything negative about Black Lives Matter. I just said that while we were dating, Black Lives Matter wasn't going on. So, like, what was going on Do you support now, Black Lives Matter? I don't support the movement, no. You have a very dismissive, though, very matter-of-fact attitude as it relates to it. To be completely honest, and maybe because I'm a conscious woman, so I just am... Uh, more sensitive to it, um, even as it relates uh, to your um, your relationship with a black woman. I mean, I take it as, you know, it was just another woman that you dated and you just seem very indifferent as it relates to anything surrounding black issues that I brought up, like the questions you were just kind of very like, dismissive and, and maybe that's just your personality or it came off as just you, you being just very indifferent well just to offer something real quick just real quick um 
had I been in the situation that was reversed, I probably would have a lot of the same indifference toward um, white people. Um, and not saying that this uh, white man doesn't go through anything as, as far as it is with racism, but I probably wouldn't be too involved or too engrossed in the culture, especially if it was a culture trying to make one other culture look bad or whatever. But that's or not actually, what we're trying to do. Like, we're pointing, we're an honest but, conversation, but, just asking him questions. And no, you, we're not trying to make talk about, But if you talk about Black Lives Matter, if you talk about Black Lives Matter and things that are related to race relations, such as those type of things, then that is going to be um, a part of that conversation that is meant to point the finger at, look at what white people did, look at our black men. Rightfully so. So I don't I, I don't feel like and, and my question like the, I didn't bring up Black Lives Matter like most of my questions I never said anything about Black Lives Matter even when I talk about race like he relegates it to oh the Black Lives Matter movement like we have dealt with no I so did many atrocities in this country prior to Black Lives Matter that's a fairly new uh, growing uh, uh, um, movement. I'm not even talking about Black Lives Matter. I don't, you know, I, no. I feel a certain type of way about Black Lives Matter. So I didn't bring them again, up. Again, you guys are you guys are giving me, like I'm coming with, with bad intentions. The reason I said that Black Lives Matter wasn't going on when we were dating is it wasn't in the news all the time. Race wasn't being talked about 24-7 at the time we were dating. Whatever issues were going on was not so pervasive that we had to have discussions about it. It would be different from the time we did till now. Like the point of it, what I'm saying is, is I'm, am I saying that there wasn't a problem? I never said that. But I'm saying that right. it wasn't such a topic to where it had, like, you had to talk about right. it. It wasn't trending and all over the yes. news and stuff. Like, I get it, that. I understand that. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. Now, I will say that it is interesting that you say that it wasn't trending. Um, I think I'm 42, right? Um, as I've become an adult, and I will say Trayvon Martin happened in what year? Yeah, uh, uh, Trayvon Martin. We had Mike Brown. That was, he said he was dating her in 2017. We had, uh, you know, Tamir Rice. Like all those crimes. Yeah, happened I, I now I I will say that in that aspect, I will say that I feel like that part is a bit disingenuous because those things have been happening like every year. There's been somebody killed by the police and and and, and yeah, consistently. So yeah. you know, in in that aspect, I will say that. Um, that would I, probably be one of those things that I would find that uh, would be but, see, but, 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 um, at the same token, as a black person, if I was dating a white person, um, yeah, I probably wouldn't, um, in, ingrain myself in the middle of that because that it's sensitive okay. and, yeah, I, so, I can see where I, it would be sensitive. I completely disagree. Yeah, I, if I were of the dominant culture and I was dating someone who was a minority and their people were going through the atrocities that our people have suffered publicly that have been highly publicized, that are filmed and people are watching over and over the trauma porn, like with the advent of social media, these things are going around day in and day out. I would 
have a vested interest in that cause. If I was dating a person who was a Palestinian and th the things that are going on in, in, in uh, Palestine, I, I would be vested in that cause. I would be having the conversations with my partner. I can't see how you can just ignore it. And even I'm not talking about Black Lives Matter because I'm not vested in Black Lives Matter. Black The life of Black people do matter to me, but I'm not a proponent of that movement, so to speak. So I do think, like you said, that you would, you would, um, well, you can understand where he's coming from as it relates to his response. I don't get it because I, 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 I just feel. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you a question in a second, Red. But for the ladies, nobody cares about our atrocities. People have spent right. years celebrating mm -hmm. the things that they've done to us. The idea that you know. People, people go to their home barbecues and family dinners and laugh and drink beers about the stuff that they do to us. They get a kick out of it. Thank you. So to, to believe that they, they got they, this, this humanity thing exists, it only exists in public in front of people before they get in a car. I thought white men but, who date black women, you know, like they actually have a vested. I, I'm serious. Like yeah. I thought that they care. Like, okay, okay. you dating a black woman, no. you care, and you're going to be invested, and no. you're gonna, like Serena Williams' husband. Nope. You're going to give up your no. seat on the board and allow black people to take the seat. See Rose, why would you think Rose, that? Rose. That's, That's an expectation. That, like I don't understand how a black woman is dating a white man. Otherwise, see Rose. Here's the common sense part. He ever been to Compton with her? Probably not. Exactly. So no, he don't care. He they where they at. The the, <laughs> the thing I was going red. I'm assuming I might be wrong. I'm assuming you said you got two boys, and they're probably not of the teenage driving age yet. So no. So from what you're saying is you're just going to teach them to be um, a competent young man. Correct. Are you open to the idea? that you can teach them the exact same thing and they have drastically different okay, so uh, responses. I got a question for you. So you, I was told that when my black girlfriend or son's mom or any woman I date that's not white was to talk to me about her racial problems that my job was to shut up because I couldn't relate. But in the same breath, I'm also being penalized because I'm supposed to be teaching it. Which one is it? Because no, I, if I, I can't... If Wait, I can't relate, this, if I can't relate to something, but I also need to shut up and listen because I'll never understand. What What am I supposed to do? That's why I, I, I don't I, know who I'm, told I'm, you okay. that. I was just saying no support, problem. like whatever, I'm, however that looks to you. What I What I'm asking you: Are you open to making adjustments? Because what you What you want to be What you want to teach your sons? I get it. I'm just saying that their experiences are probably going to be vastly different because of it's America. America has a race problem. So mm -hmm. you can teach both to be respectful. That doesn't mean they're gonna get treated respectfully in return. You can teach them to be, to be honorable people. That doesn't mean the people dealing with them are gonna be honorable back based on their race in return. Yeah, I right, get what I you're saying. I'm just so, saying you open to the idea that you might have to adjust some things. Listen, this is, this is where it comes down to. Jessica's dad is, is African. And I'm not sure what he is. He mm -hmm. taught her about her culture, correct? Right. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't her white mom that taught her about her African culture, right? Right. Uh, but white so women why, will take wait, the wait, best. Wait, 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 w
so why is pause, it you guys are so, why are you guys putting so much earnest on me to teach something that I can't you're telling me I can't relate to and have no sympathy for? Simple. I'm not asking you about black culture. I'm saying, are you willing to adjust to your son's dealing with white culture? Yeah, you're you're fine. I'll tell my son he's black and not to not to look white people in the eyes because you might get shot. Wow. Not to act a fool. Not to oh, act no. a fool. Okay, that, that's that, that's don't now, go, This is the don't disingenuous part, and that that like seriously, come on, cool, like cool, cool. cool. Um, can it, I ask it, you a question? Hold on, hold on. Just give me hold one, on second. one second. Just so as long as you teach him that all of that stuff you just said. That means you're gonna teach both of them that. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that too. We got some more seventeen thirty-eight up there. <laughs> you fun, right? You fun. Let, I want to. I want to respond to his question, please. Um, I, I don't expect you, you to. Uh, you're you're not on mute, Danny. Oh shit! Um, I, I don't expect you to teach someone anything that you don't know. Um, I literally was just talking about support, so I gave the example. Uh, and I did ask you, I just asked the question, posed the question, if you will teach him about his history from either side. And you said no. So that was your You didn't response. say either side. But, yes, I did. I asked if you're going to teach it from your side, too. We can um, roll it back. Yes, I said from either side. You, I, We focused on the black side because mm -hmm. you said no, that you wouldn't. Why, how am I expected? And yada, yada, yada. So we had a dialogue about the black side. But I said from either side. I did say that. Um, but nonetheless, um, I understand that, you know, you're a white man, you know, living in white skin and you have your experience and you don't know per se about what, you know, your child's black history. I, I, I understand that. And that is fine. I do want to say that I engaged in dialogue with 10 to 15 different white women and they were not trashy white women. One was a doctor. There were all of them were professionals. They actually gave us some good game relating to some things in, that white people do. Um, but um, they this a similar question was asked and there was they were more apt to suggestions on uh, raising their biracial kids because some of them had mixed kids and many of them had dated out or was married to someone outside of their race at the time. And they were taken, it, there was a woman there, um, her name is Rablaka, and she is um, uh, pro-black and she has a whole movement, but she gave them a list of resources and of books to read in order to teach them, their children about their history. That's not something that I expect anyone to do, but um, I do think that, and, and maybe it's for his mom to do. I don't know what the right approach is. I'm not a black woman who has a mixed race child. I, I did, I was curious to know what your response would be to the question. I think that it is important for him to know about his history. You highlighted that, okay, well, Jessica's African dad taught her about her history. So maybe in that case, it's for his mom to teach him about his history uh, on her side and you to teach him about his history on your side. I don't know. I just wanted to have the dialogue surrounding the question, but you did bring up a really good point that, you know, Jessica, and I don't know if this is true, but, you know, learned her history from her dad's side. So um, thank you for highlighting that, because I do think that that is important and that is something to consider. Well, I, I would have thought that you would have taught your son um, 
certain aspects of their history because you're a man and you're you're raising boys and from that perspective alone that's why I would why I would think that um it would be more important for you to teach um than the women and then when with you saying uh how women are more feminist and have certain ideologies that's why I would think that you would talk about um certain the history and um even aspects of race relations, because you should be pretty much well versed, especially since the town you're you're in is uh, predominantly, um, it's it's a mixture of culture. So that's why I would think that you would uh, teach your son about race and stuff. Well, that ain't well, culture. That's well, um, it, it is. A can I ask you a question? Talk about race. Let, let us read. The, I'm gonna let uh, Savage respond, and we'll read the super chats, and then we'll get you in. Go ahead, okay. Savage. Okay. Okay, so when it comes to white culture or white my white history, there isn't a whole lot of there isn't a whole lot of history. Like as a white guy, I'm a mutt. So like there is no there is no like real lineage for me to teach him about. <clears throat> Two, um my family can only go back to the to the Revolutionary War. That's that's as far back as we can go. And again, like your questions are putting me into a, a spot that no matter what I do, it, it I can't win because one moment it's, well, I need to teach my son to be different, but at the same moment, I can't understand or relate. So well, like, no one on here said that though. You made that allegation and no, I, no one ever said that no. you don't know what it's like and that you, I, I simply said support. My my point was support whatever that I'm looks not, like to you. That that's I'll the do. only thing that I highlighted. The gentleman that came I'm, on here. I made a comment. I made a comment about that, that. He told me that my job was to shut my mouth and listen, to not say anything. So well, but, I like, definitely don't want you to feel attacked or anything. Right, and like everyone's jumping That's why I said yeah. don't feel attacked. And I, I, I like he did preface his comment listen, with that, and we're not trying to attack I, you. I respect I don't your honesty, listen. but I do want you to know that anybody on this panel, essentially, you're a grown man, so you 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 chew the meat and spit out the bone. You take whatever you want to apply and leave the rest here. If if you want, if you don't want to apply any of it. We're just giving different perspectives of what I we understand think that. Work. I I understand what you're saying, but what I'm telling you is, is again. You guys make a comment that well, white people don't want to have the tough conversation about race. It's not that it's a tough conversation. It's there's nowhere for it to go for me, because you have one person that thinks that it should be done this way, and another person thinks this. And no matter which way I go with it, there is there is no way to do it the right way. So for you, Sister George, you didn't say for me not to say anything. You said a safe place. But then Aldo said to shut my mouth. So that's my point that I'm telling you that there's no uh, real way for me to have this conversation in any applicable way to find just. Okay. Um, I, I can clear up. Hold on. I can clear up why I said for you to stop to shut your mouth. It's in regard to being dismissive to how they feel. It's being dismissive to the situation or more or less to say certain things don't really matter because you don't experience it. That's what I meant by it. Because by being in an interracial relationship, you're not, you're at a losing point because you can't relate. It's, go, it's 
twice as hard to be in a interracial relationship. And that's the issue. So you have to be willing to go into it knowing the good and all the bad. If you just want to focus on the good, you're you're not doing yourself or your family any any justice, especially now that you have an interracial son. It's you you have an interracial son, you can teach him how to try to survive. You can teach him how to interact with certain white individuals. But it's an issue that it would take your white son being there to save his life because another person, a white person, will look at him and say, well, I don't like the way he just looked at me. So by you always saying, um, well, we never paid attention to that, that's a problem. You, have, you, you live in a world where all of this matters. You can't just be in a secluded area and pretend like nothing else exists. So it's like, I'm not trying to attack you. That's why I said what I said in the beginning. You have to be willing to understand you don't control the aspects of anyone else around you. And your job as a man, as a husband, as a father, is to gather everything of this world and teach them everything they need to learn as much as you can and don't leave anything out. You're doing a very serious injustice to your kids by doing that. And that may come from the complex of you living a life where you didn't really have to worry about all that, which is why I made the comment that I made. You will never understand. So if you want to, then you have to more or less don't say anything, listen, pay attention, and learn, period. So again, I, I mean no disrespect. I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just trying to help you to understand you're not in a good situation, period, no matter how you look at it. That's okay. why most – yeah, go ahead. I have a quick question for you. This is a two-part question. Hold on, really quickly. I want to read the super chats before we get you in. Adonis, were you finished with your point? Because I, I want to read the super chats and then we want to get the brother in. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead and read the chat. Okay. okay, thank you. Um, we got one from Larry Rogers Jr. He says, how excited were you to learn that your fellow African-American brothers and sisters are the chosen people in the Bible? Or did your facts about us stop at BLM, the hood, and the crack epidemic? Mm. Larry Rogers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat. That is an interesting question. And uh, we will allow Savage to respond if he wants. Um, Gabe A says, the chat is wild. Y'all get black every day on panels, but as soon as a person of different race gets pressure, y'all in opposition. Panel pressure is not relegated to race. I agree wholeheartedly, Gabe. Uh, I have absolutely given pushback because I want uh, you know, to have honest dialogue, and if something doesn't make sense to me, I'm going to give pushback. If we were giving pushback to someone else, we had Amina on here who was sweet as pie, and she was everything under the sun. Like, y'all got the cape on extra tight today, but uh, you know, I, I, I should expect nothing less, because I have to um, remember where I'm at. So uh, I want Savage to quickly respond if he would like to, and then Swim Champ, it's all yours, brother. Uh, how to make me feel to find out that the the Hebrews in the Bible were blacks? Is that, was that the question? Uh, essentially, or did your facts about black people stop at BLM, the crack, crack epidemic, and the hood? Okay, so um, I, it doesn't make me feel any kind of way that the, the blacks are the Hebrews of the Bible. Um, I also do believe that I read the Bible quite, quite frequently. Um, doesn't make me feel any kind of way. I, it, it, if it, like, I don't know why anyone would think it would. 
And no, actually, so when I got my, uh, well, before we figured out that me being in a relationship and having a mixed child was a bad situation, you could have probably understood that the first time I had sex with his mom and she got pregnant and we are not married and we had a child of wedlock. I already knew that I was in a bad situation from the jump street, even without race. But, um, I started to do research on the black community so I could answer questions that my son would ask because I knew at some point like he was going to answer them to him. He was going to ask me. That's also why you see me in black spaces on YouTube. Wow. Thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. And uh, thank you for being candid and upfront regarding that. I think that that is important. And Bunny and some of the questions that I asked, like knowing that we're not trying to um, pigeonhole you. We're not trying to, you know, garner certain responses from you. I think that we are trying to emphasize the importance of some of the things that we discussed with the points that we made. But um, I think that that's big of you. That's all you can do. You may, you know, you guys decided to partner you and uh, a woman outside of your race. And as a result, like it's tough to be a black person in this um, world and in this country. But um, from my knowledge and and I have lots of mixed uh, nieces and nephews. Um, you know, it's, it's even harder, like being biracial. They have an additional layer of struggles that they also have to work through. So I think that's big of you to, you know, um, do research in order to ensure that you can't educate your child. That's that's big of you. Um, and we got a super uh, we got a super chat from Platt, and then it's all yours. Um, Platinum says the white man. Really, Platt? Come on. Will you not like? Uh, Platinum says the white man looks like the abominable snowman. You can't even see his face. Uh, his face is, you can only see a portion of it in the avatar, uh, but we appreciate the super chat and support Platt. I'm going to let Swim Champ take it away because he has been trying to get in here for a minute. Uh, go ahead, Swim Champ, what you got? Okay, uh, thanks for having me on. Peace to the chat, peace to the panel. Uh, so I have a two-part question for you. So first part is, is that, does you do your son live with you or with his mother? His mother. Okay. And so the latter part of that is that uh did she end the relationship with you or did you end the relationship with her and did she put you on child support? So um I I honestly I think I I think she ended it like she does she did what women did and they 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 get distant and then like they're already done before it's done but i officially am the one that said it was over and i put myself on child support so how do you feel like uh i don't know your background whether you had a two-parent household or not but do you ever think about trying to make it work with her so that your children would have a two-parent household no Why? Well, <clears throat> the reason the reason not was because it isn't it's not gonna work. It just it just it won't work out. Like uh like I said, when we she got pregnant the first time that we had sex. So we at when we when she got pregnant, 
we didn't really even know each other. I asked her to marry me while she was pregnant because I was going to do what was right for my kid, and she told me no. And between uh, the court, by going to, like, she didn't let me see my son. That's why I put myself on child support was so that I could get visitation to see him. So between the squabbles that we've had between me and her with court and disagreements and whatever bullshit from from that, um, I don't think that it would work out us living together and being uh, emotionally involved because we actually now, after four years, have a good relationship when we just keep it, we're just keeping it casual about my son. But to involve emotions, I don't think that, like, I just don't think it'll work out well. So the did the court in in the court proceedings did you find it that the court was more on her side or your side when it came to visitation rights and custody of your son? Uh, so with both of my children, the courts have been on their mom's sides. Here in like my uh, court cases in Cleveland and pretty much in Cleveland, in order for in my experience, in order for you to get your kid from the mom. They have to be on camera robbing a bank with no mask with a dead body in the car and like 10 keys in the trunk and caught with it with the baby breastfeeding. Like it, you have to find the most obscene amount of evidence on them to be able to get your kid. So seeing this experience of going through baby mama drama and things like that in general, do you see yourself ever dating another black woman or do you see yourself going abroad or do you just see yourself being with just uh, white women? Um, like, honestly, I don't really like, I really don't take any woman seriously at this point. Like, I just don't like, it doesn't come down to race. The only thing I'd have a problem with, with dating. So all women are the same, huh? I think I would do it. All of them. I think it depends uh, no. on culture. Black, white, blue, pink, it's culture. Culture, how your I I believe that how your mother and father raise you dictates your Savage your operation. They all the same, right? Savage. I didn't, no, I, they don't want to hear I, that. I didn't say. I didn't say that. Oh, no, we'll, oh. we'll finish your thought. Finish your thought. I apologize. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. Savage, I'm trying to put words in your mouth. Tell them they all the same. <laughs> no, the so when it comes, to, the only reason that I would like I would. Like, if I found a good-looking black girl that was nice, I would date her. My only hesitation about Dana, my only, my only <laughs> hesitation about dating a black girl now would be the conversation that we're having now. Like, I don't, like, being in a relationship where I have to constantly hear about how I'm white gets old. It just yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. I don't care how what you teach your son or how you teach your son. That's why my questions have nothing to do with that because I don't care. You don't have to constantly talk about race. Like at the end of well, the day, my, my, my question, if if you allow me to finish, is just I want to see how his experience dating a black woman, ADOS woman, and how that parallels with black men dating. Right? How he runs his family, it's none of my business. I don't have children. I have no input in that. I could care less. I just want to know, like, according to the topic, interracial dating from a white man's perspective, I would like to see how his experience parallels with black men. That's my uh, line of thinking. Well, pretty much, when it, like, when it came to my kid's mom, she would get mad at me over stupid shit and wouldn't let me see my kid. Which uh, one, the white one or the black one? 
Uh, well, both of them did it, but to start off, oh. my, the first experience with a baby mom was my black baby mother. She ended up feeling like getting petty with me, uh, just talking that shit about me on, on, uh, on the internet. Wait, just a really quick question, really quick. Are yeah. your white baby mama and black baby mama, um, do they have a relationship? I was going to no. ask that too. Oh, okay. My black, my black baby mom does not like my white baby mom. Mm. Would would do they like in the beginning? You had you said you had difficulties with both. So were they both, you know, making it hard for you to see your sons or or your your children? I don't know if both are are, are sons or daughters, but did they both make it hard? Or what was the same and what was the difference between the two? If you don't mind. Oh, I guess he left. Um, his, well, uh, um, what you call it? Yeah, it's out. cutting in and out. So when if he when he comes back, we'll let hey, you answer your question. question. We're going to read question. the super Does chat. Does Savage have a channel? Yes. Yeah, um, it goes it by the, the same name yeah. as Savage uh, Red Recovery, and he uh, is back. But let's get these super chats. Yeah, out. and then what's your, after we're done with the super chat, we'll have you land your plane with the questions so we can move the uh, channel. The conversation forward. Um, Marquise, thank you. He says, Y'all coming at him, but he held his own. Yet y'all coddled Psycho Candy when he was outlandish. Are y'all mad? Y'all want to coddle Savage Red Recovery? Is that the problem? I mean, what is, what is this? Tip for tap? Uh, Noble B yes, says, I want him to lay, your head, lay his head on you. Oh, me in their bosom. Like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, Noble B says, It's like they want to do everything the women do. Like, come on. My question for Savage is, what has he learned so far from this interaction that he can positively benefit that can positively benefit his biracial child? Before he answers, I do want to say we are not in any way attacking uh, Savage Red. I don't think Danny has even given him too much pushback. I have given him pushback in order to get like more clarity on his questions, but I respect the fact that he holding his own. Nobody is up here attacking him. We do uh, we, we do have the right to form dissenting opinions and to also ask clarifying questions. Like stop capping, y'all. I mean, goddamn, y'all trying to uh, audition for a, a comic book. Like take the cakes off. Um, Savage Red, did you want to answer the last super chat uh, as it relates to anything that you've learned that may benefit your baby, your little, uh, your little boy? Well, let me let me answer the question. I got a phone call, that's why I got I got kicked out of the stream yard. Let me answer the what I was saying before the difference. Oh, so they so they both did the, like they both did the same thing when they got upset with me and got mad at me. They wouldn't let me see my kid. And they both blast me on. They both blast me on social media and ran my name through the mud about being a father. The only difference, uh, the only difference between the two, was my my white baby mom can't call me a racist when she's mad at me. My black baby mom can call me a racist when she's mad at me. So that's the that's only interesting. That's really, that's wow, really the only difference. Like, now, you know, now this is very interesting to me. Um, usually if a person has more than one, pro like if he continuously has problems with, okay. If a woman is dating men and she continuously has problem with the men, then most people will assume that it's that woman. 
Um, but you say that you've gone through certain issues and stuff with both of your baby mamas. Why do you think that 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 is? And like, why do they like? Why would she call you a racist? Well, with she the black me man. A, she called me a racist because a but one when women get mad, they say shit that they think is going to bother you. Just like when a woman gets mad and she tells you that you have a little dick. Yeah. Like, mm. regardless of the fact, women will say shit because they're trying to get you to hurt emotionally. Two, the 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 issue was is I was dating a Hispanic chick and she said something racist. She said something racist to me and I broke up mm. with her. My son's mom decided when she was mad that she was going to call me a racist for a girl I was dating saying a racist thing to me and me breaking up with her. So it was just something that she could throw at me because she was mad at me for what something I did or didn't do or whatever the issue was. I don't remember specifically. Well, like for, that says a lot about her that she would uh, lay down with someone that she believes is a racist um, uh, uh, to first and foremost, but also um, I think that it is, um, I'm going to say about the other thing I was going to say, they already saying that I'm attacking you, you know. Uh, the no, cake, it's fine. The I, don't I don't think he was necessarily saying that she actually thought he was racist. I yeah, think I know. Was saying, no, no, no. I yeah, understood that. I was saying, was yeah. Of course, I understood that she was doing that to piss him off and she was just upset and she was trying to get a rise out of him. I get it. Absolutely. Um, hey, y'all, so, I'm about to head out. Um, appreciate y'all having me. Savage, yeah. I'm going to look you up. I'm going to add you up. I think uh, we could probably have a dialogue. Another Please uh, drop Savage's uh, link. I have it. Yeah, I've been drop dropping info. it throughout the conversation. I mean, I'll drop yeah. it. Yeah, I want our mods to spam the chat with it. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, we all got to work together, whether savage like what's being said or not i mean if he seems to be willing to listen so if you're if you're willing to still have a conversation you know there's some of us out here that's level-headed enough to have a conversation yeah so i have one last question and then i'll also bounce so Can my I final really quick i'm sorry sure sure, sure 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 hey savage i wasn't attacking you at all i hope you don't think that um and i don't have a, i obviously don't have a problem with people dating out but the conversations, especially if it's going to be a longevity relationship, you I mean, you know as well as I do, Savage, it comes up. It may get uncomfortable, but it comes up. And that's all I was trying to say. But thank you for talking to me, sweetie. Thank you, well, ladies. Thank you, Bunny. Go ahead, I Savage. Don't, I don't find that you guys are attacking me, but this is, this is what you guys don't understand. You can't, you can't disprove a negative. Right. Okay. So if we're in a conversation and you just call me a racist, there's nothing I can say or do to not prove that I'm a racist because the right. more and more I try to prove it, the more and more I look racist. So when we're in this conversation and I'm a white guy and you guys want to tell me about what you've experienced or tell me about your feelings or tell me what you think, there's no there's no answers that I can give you that's going to make you feel any better about the situation. So really, it's just me taking. I have a question, you're a, Danny. You're a white guy, like that's what it comes down to. So I don't. Feel uh, 
Yeah, Savage. I think, uh, you know, Bunny admitted that she was triggered. I haven't insisted that you are being uh, untruthful or dishonest or tried to make you answer one way or the other regarding anything that I said. Um, I did give pushback on some of what you said, but the same way that you gave pushback on uh, the verbiage that I used in my words. But, it, um, you know, definitely I... It, I feel like we're strangers on the internet. I have to take what you say at face value. I can't insist that you're lying and you're BSing me and, you know, because what evidence of that do I have? And in addition, that is my pet peeve when people do that to me. So, um, the, yeah, that, you know, but uh, she did say, you know, hey, she was, you know, feeling some type of way. And I think that, you know, she was just digging for deeper answers, which you did ultimately provide. I did want to know if you can answer Noble B's question before we take final comments. And her question was in relation to if there's anything that you learned um, that could benefit your little baby. No, like there, there's nothing, there's nothing that's been brought on here that is any different than, than my kids being raised. Like the only thing of it is, is the emphasis of me pushing more, more race stuff on him, which isn't my, like, that's not my place. Okay. Well, thank you for um, your thank you for your response. It sounds like you've already taken the liberty to do some research in order to ensure that you are better equipped, and um, I think that that's that's a good start. So, I mean, you know, uh, but uh, we appreciate you being so open, honest, honest, and candid, and just being willing to have the dialogue and conversation. I definitely don't think anybody was jumping on you. This is one of our more milder shows. So, you know, the chat will be the chat, you know, they, they get, they, it's that time of the month for them. But um, I wanted to go ahead and allow Swim Champ to give us his final comments and then we'll have Black Wizard. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Great. So my, my final comment or actually question would be this. So seeing that you have, you know, two baby mom, uh, you have children with two different women, right. And, you know, they both didn't work out. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, that didn't work out, not according to your plans. So are you, one, are you okay, like having these two failed relationships? And then two, what would you teach your children to do better? Because, you know, obviously you, you chose two women, right? And obviously you didn't vet them, right? Because, you know, you have two baby mamas, two failed relationships. So what... Are you okay with that, having kids out of wedlock, not in a two-parent home? And second, would you be okay with your children in the same situation, or would you teach them to vet women better? Okay, so two things, or a couple things. Uh, one, uh, I like I said, I wanted to marry my son's mom and do the right thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not. I'm not wait, saying wait, that you're wait, a wait, character. Wait, I just wait. Okay. Let, so, well, let me just clarify now. I'll, I'll be quiet. Let me be, I, I'm not attacking your character at all. I'm just saying, like, for example, when we vet, we need to have skills, right? It's a skill set, right? When we're picking relationships. And when, even if we ask someone to marry them, if they're not the marrying type, right? No matter what we do, they're going to say no, right? It doesn't start with the proposal. It starts in the beginning when you vet someone, right? So I'm saying that Looking at your track record, your vetting skills need to improve. So, so moving forward, are you happy with the situation that you're in, 
And would well, you be okay with your kids in the same situation or would you treat them better? And after that, I close. I'll listen. Thank you. And everyone have a nice thank night. Thank you, Swim Champ. Okay. So 51% of all marriages end in divorce, 80% are filed by women. So uh, a vetting issue isn't my issue. It's a society issue for one. For two, um, when I got with my son's mom, I was 15 months sober at the time and prior to that my semen was not was not hitting hitting it wasn't hitting the wall and making babies so my sister cannot have children well she she was having trouble getting pregnant she had like nine or ten miscarriages so i didn't think i could have kids and i had all the evidence to believe that i could not have children from years of being a a white ray ray Okay. And when I met my son's mom, it just so happened that me being at the time, being sober as long as I was, or her being super fertile, don't know which one it was, but she got pregnant as soon as we had sex. So that was a surprise. There wasn't a vetting process. It wasn't any of that. It was literally just being a Pookie and a Ray Ray and her getting pregnant. The sec, the second Bay mom, was a woman that I was dating and red flags started to come up and I ended up stopped having sex with her for over a month and then broke up with her. And somehow she ended up pregnant during that she ended up pregnant, even though I stopped having sex with her to stop. You had a DNA test? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I had DNA tests with both my kids and they're mine. So, Like, yeah. So, long story short, like the second one, I tried to curb it. It didn't work out. The first one is a hundred percent, like just being irresponsible completely. Um, but now I don't, I don't do that anymore, and that's why I also don't take women seriously because I don't really date. I, I really don't date like that. And I really, I'm not having one night stands or anything like that anymore because I want, I don't want my kids to be in separate households because the, the, the best way to stay out of poverty in your life is to uh, get married, have kids. Well, first you have to graduate high school, get a job and keep it, and then have kids after marriage. Those three things will give you like a 97% chance of staying out of poverty in your lifetime. Okay, thank you for your time. Thank you, ladies. Thank uh, you. Did uh, you good night? Thank you, Swim. Thank you for your contribution. Definitely appreciate you. And next, we will have Black Wizard. Black Wizard, what do you have on final comments, bro? Um. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Um. I guess my final comment is just that um, you gotta understand um, Ohio and. Kentucky, like I'm from Kentucky, so um, Kentucky and Ohio have very similar cultures. Um, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana kind of have the same kind of similar, really, really mixed cultures kind of thing. And um, yeah, what, what what he's talking about as far as like, you know, interracial relationships, you know, and stuff like that, it's like, you know, in, in that area, like it really, it really is like, no, it's not really that big a deal where where I come from either like um 
there of course there's there's pockets you know you go deep you go deep enough in the hood you'll find you know the same pockets that exist you know everywhere in america that where we're talking about the kind of stuff that people talk about here but for the most part you know go the, most of the schools are mixed um, in the urban areas like i'm from louisville so uh, most of the schools are mixed you know in the urban areas you're always around you know white people it's really not the culture is really not that different um, so, um, you know, what he's saying, what he's saying makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it's just a, it's just a little bit of a different monster there though. It's not like, I don't know. I don't know if uh, savage has been outside of Ohio, um, like for a long period of time or anything, but, um, I found when I got out in, when I got in the Navy, like things were, were things were a lot different than I, than I thought it was, uh, when I when I start talking to to other people, like things that I thought wasn't a big deal, you know, it was kind of a big deal. So, um, yeah. So I, I guess that's I guess that's really all. You know, um, different different states got different things going on. So it's all good. Thank you, Black Wizard. I actually agree with that. But something that I found that I looked up after Savage uh, was talking about the. Uh, court system in Ohio is that the ACLU found that Ohio uh, disproportionately um, arrests and imprisons Blacks, that they are more likely to be arrested for the same offense, arrested and jailed for the same offense than their white peers and counterparts. Uh, uh, the whole state of Ohio, I think black people make up 13% of the population, but close to 40% of the prison population. And there are a ton of studies. Now, this one specifically is the most credible one. It's through the ACLU that support this notion. So, yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like Ohio is really any different than anywhere else in the country as it relates to the injustice system. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, and I'm, I actually have a question now that I think about it. Um, and I'm more asking for everybody else than for me. But uh, what uh, I guess, Savage, my question for you is, um, why do you find it? You said you said uh, if you ever had any reservations about dating a black person, again, it would be because of this kind of constant race thing that keeps coming up that you experienced here. And I guess my question would be, what is what's uncomfortable for you about the race being addressed? Well, it's not so much that. Uh, like, one, it's a losing argument, like there, there's no like. It's like uh, effectively, if I was if you were date a woman and she cheats on you and you stay with her. All right. But you just keep bringing up the whole time you're with her about the cheating. Like she did it. There's nothing she can do to change it. It's just going to be something you bring up. That's like, that's the same issue. It's going to be like hearing about how white I am all the time. Just gets old. Like it just gets old. Well, clearly what do you mean, being like, white is what's attracting what, what the women to you. So why is that a bad that's, thing? What do you mean? No, I, I my, really? Concrete. My question is, I mean, he said, no, my, he said when he goes to the family dollar, the women always throwing themselves at him and stuff down there. Okay. My thing is what gets old about it? Like what about it gets old is, is what you're saying. 
what gets told about it is because again, you you can't prove. Okay, so you can't prove a negative one, two. I'm not the one that these problems are with, and three, there's nothing I can do to alleviate the problem. And then having to hear having to hear about like how I can't dance, I, I'm white, so I can't dance off rhythm and all this other sh- like it just it's old constantly hearing that you're that you're white or the wait fact a minute, that do it, you dance on rhythm? No, I don't dance. Don't answer that. Don't. Oh, okay, don't answer that. I don't. Yeah. I don't dance. But like I said earlier, when they make comments about my four-year-old son dancing they say he can't dance because he's half white like there's all these little jab and comments about being white like it gets old and then when you get into an argument again you just call me a racist and then again i can't defend it like it like you feel like there's something you have to win you keep saying you can't win do you feel like there's like a win-lose thing going on here no it's it's not that it comes down to it's it, it's not that it comes down to a win-lose, but again, if we're in an argument about something in a relationship that you would normally have, and then you call me a racist, that ends the discussion. It's just like if we have a discussion about economics and I call you a terrorist, like it, it's, it doesn't have, it doesn't let a dialogue or a resolution happen. It is a- But the same a, thing happens, Savage, you said when a woman says you got a small penis, there's no winning that argument. So if that's the case, then don't date women at all, right? I just also said that- To I be fair, he said that. Seriously. <laughs> I did say that. Yeah, to be fair, he didn't say it wasn't gonna <laughs> he doesn't really date women. Yeah, like, women like, any- I said that. <laughs> but, okay, but 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 but, the, but again, but again, you telling me I have a small penis is different than you telling me about these black people that are getting shot or any of this other stuff. Like, right. there there is an emotional investment in that argument. You just being mad, telling me that my penis is small, that like it like it is what it is. There's no emotional. There's no emotional investment. Like, yeah, I guess no, and I heard what you said. I guess the reason that I brought that back up is because I, you also talked about um, the importance of, um, you know, preserving your resources and the appropriate way to enter into a relationship and start a family. So I assume that that's a temporary. This is a temporary mindset for you, and that eventually you did want to enter into a relationship and start a family. So that's why I brought that point up about um, the small penis comment that you made earlier. Yes. But again, when you call me, when you tell me I have a small penis, all right, if I do or I don't, either way, my penis size isn't going to change. All right. It's a reality that as a man, you have to live with the rest of your life. You get over it. You can be mad and have a small penis and have sex with me later. Okay. But when yeah. you when we get into an argument and there I have a disadvantage with no matter if you get mad enough or any any way that you can call me a racist or we have to constantly bring up race interrelations that has nothing to do with us, it's going it's going to get old because I'm not going to be able to solve this problem. Like if you're not going to use my race against me as a weapon in our, our relationship, that'd be great. But I never like I'm never going to be able to stop it. Right. So like well, I understand. I, I and you know <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Uh uh Black Wizard, you, uh, did you have something else to add? 
Yeah, I just want to ask another question. It sounds like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not saying one way or the other, but it sounds like you're saying uh, the race the race factor actually brings a, it's a little bit uh, dismissive. Like it doesn't, uh, like for instance, if somebody's talking about your son and they're like, oh, he can't dance because he's like half white. It's like, well, damn, like maybe he can't dance because he can't dance. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It feels like, it, it feels like it's, it feels like you're saying it's dismissive to say this kind of thing. And there's no way to really uh, combat it, have a serious well, no. dialogue about what's going on. Well, yes, but what it pretty much is, is it's pretty much, I just, be, like, I become a whipping boy. Like, that's all it is. Like, mm. you're just going to make comments to me about how I'm white all the time. Or my son is half white, so that's why he sucks at dancing. Like, like there's yeah. no, like, it just, it, it brings animosity or tension to a relationship for no reason. Now, granted, I don't really date women like that as it is because it's just trash out here in general. Right. But that's another layer of like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna bite the bullet and settle with a shitty relationship because of independent women, okay, like I can somewhat maybe halfway eat that bullet. But then to be like, oh well, you know, you're you're you like green bean casserole because you're so light. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, no, I don't like mayonnaise. Like, I don't I don't like mayonnaise. Like, I don't need to constantly hear about how white I am. Wait, you really don't like mayo? Oh. I don't. Okay. Okay. I don't even know. She's going away. I was. She's going away. Don't worry about her. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Black Wizard, for your contribution to the conversation. Um, definitely appreciate you, bro, as always. Uh, and mm -hmm. then Savage Red, we definitely appreciate you for taking the time out to speak with us and, you know, giving us the opportunity to ask uh, questions as it relates to this topic and dig a little further and, you know, be abrasive and the angry black women that we are and attack you and all that good stuff that, you know, the chat is complaining about. Uh, we appreciate you. I think that this was a good conversation. I found it to be uh, interesting. Interesting uh, and intriguing. So, um, yeah, we definitely thank you for rocking out with us this afternoon. And we'd like to know what your final comments are on the topic and the uh, discussion as a whole. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I hope that I brought something to the to the discussion to piggyback off what happened yesterday. And I just want to make it a point that you said the the white ladies from yesterday were opening to hearing uh, things that they could learn. Well, they're women, so they're usually more agreeable than men are. That's true. That's completely true. So I'm just, you know, just going to put that out there. Uh, but thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we um, appreciate it. This was good. Yeah, um, I think this was a very, very interesting discussion. Hopefully you will come back um, and dialogue with us some more. But um, thank you so much for coming through. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And um, yeah, thank you. I just wanted to say in closing, thank you to everybody who 
joined us on the panel and added your two cents. Uh, thank you to the chat. Y'all was annoying. Y'all worked my nerves today because uh, y'all like y'all didn't know that I was going to be pro-black today as if I'm not pro-black every other day of the week. I don't know what y'all was expecting. Maybe listen, talking about I'm showing my true colors. My colors have never it's been black, truer. Honey. What the heck? These fools crazy. But I do want to say that if Savage Red, um, that it's, it's Savage Red's right to, you know, decide that he does not want to enter into a relationship with a black woman in the future. And me personally, I feel as though if a man cannot provide a supporting space for you to be your authentic self, should you be pro-black, which if you're pro-black, then you wouldn't be dating outside your race. That's another topic for another day. Um, then he should not be dating a black woman. If he can't provide the emotional support that she might need, especially during these dire times where we're seeing black men gunned down in the streets and it is extremely traumatic. I feel like we need extra PTO days because it is hard to get up and put on a smile and go into work and pretend as though you're okay after witnessing that. If he can't be the soft place for her to land after that, then I agree he should stick to dating women of other races or if he ain't dating at all, um, you know, that's his business as well. Um, I personally... Uh, and I'm thankful that he was honest and forthright with, with uh, you know, his answers. Uh, yes, absolutely. I pushed as it related to certain points because, um, you know, I wanted a, more clarity. And just like, you know, he pushed as it related to some of the verbiage that I use and pushed back. And, I, and it was a very respectful, um, engaging dialogue. And I personally uh, enjoyed it. I do think that he had a great point about the white women. They are more amiable. They're women. They're more uh, susceptible to um, you know, changing their behavior. They didn't take like really tough stances on anything. The few women who did take tough stances, the black women who were in the chat were not having it. Um, so that could be another reason. Whereas we allowed for an open space where he could speak freely. And, you know, that's kind of what we promote. We want you to be able to uh, be your authentic self. So I do think that that is a reason why the conversation was completely different with those women um, than it was today. But I'm glad that this conversation rounded out and ended up the way that it did uh, because um, I found it more interesting. So um, thank you, thank you again to Savage Red Recovery, to the panelists, to the chat, to, oh, we did get a super chat, and um, I meant to read it earlier. Uh, we got a super chat. Do you know who it was from, Danny? I don't want to read their um, government. I don't know who. You mean uh, We got one from Kit Cloud and then the other person. Oh, for whatever reason, my notifications oh, Goldie. aren't um on for cash apps or i don't know what's going on okay. on my phone but. So i got them it was kit okay. cloud and goldie thank you both we appreciate y'all um for the uh cash apps thank you thank you thank you sorry about the delay in reading those kit cloud is annoying as you is thank you for the support bro um and that's all i got well Shout out to everybody who came through. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate all the support. And um, we will not be here this week, period. Yeah, we will. We will? Yeah, don't say that. Um, we, we, we'll holler at y'all later in the week. 
Oh, I didn't think we was gonna be here, child, because I got shit to do. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, I just really thought like um it was over with this week. So we'll chop it up. Um concrete probably will be here by herself because I don't know if I'm gonna show up with y'all. Y'all y'all do too she much. Trust me. So she tried to get me to come again last week in the middle of the week. Love girl, just because I had time and mm, I'm a busy woman now. I'm a busy, busy, busy. When you get woman. up under curling, baby, it's a whole different story. When she at home, I hear from her three, four times a day. I won't hear from her for five weeks and she round the corner for me when she get down here. Now ask me what curling be like. Did you wash my shoes? Did you, did you, <laughs> did you fix my cooking? Did you fix my dinner? <laughs> fix my plate? Now you um, know how I be. Then wash be like, my drawers. Did you iron my drawers? When, when I answer the phone and I have... When I'm doing something. Oh my God, concrete. But she be just as busy when she up under curling. Baby, curling be having like straight up task and I be tired and I have to, he makes me run around with him all day and <laughs> he doesn't give me enough Hennessy or anything. Oh I no, you better fill like my a, girl up on Henno. Child, I mean like every time I turn around well, did you do this? You know you need to go over here and do that. Child, I call him daddy but god damn, you know <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I'm about to go. You play too much. <laughs> okay, but um, yeah, uh, we'll see you guys back. Hit the damn like button, y'all. I don't know why y'all keep tripping. Y'all know y'all like fuckery just as much as uh, they do. They do. Yeah. They like it. So, um, yeah, just hit the like button. It'll be really, really nice. But uh, <laughs> your favorite persuasion says sound like a nut, girl. Oh, it's a it ain't for the week. It ain't for the faint at heart, baby. Listen, every time did you do this? You need to make sure you do that. Why they calling you granny? (laughs) Abuela. (laughs) This chat, baby, they ghetto. I can't stand them. Would not recommend. (laughs) (laughs) But anywho, um, everybody have a great start to your week. Um, Concrete will be back here sometime this week. So y'all, y'all um tune in. It's gonna be a good show. Peace out. We out.